Welcome, everybody, to episode 72 of the Bombshell Podcast. I'm your host, DK Dynamite, with our lovely co-host, Fajardi, and a very special guest today, Espresso. How are you doing today, my friend? What's up, man? Happy to be here. Appreciate doing it. Doing well, doing well. Happy to hear that. And Mr. Fajardi, man, it was a rough couple of days in terms of weather and oh, power man. outages, man. Recap that a little bit. That was ridiculous. I know I had some bad weather out here, too, yeah. but... So, yeah, Canada got hit by an ice storm. It was pretty bad. Tree branches were snapping. Like, I, I should probably... I, I forgot to send you the picture. There's a big tree branch in my backyard that snapped off the, the tree. Uh, luckily, it didn't hit my house. But internet was off for a whole day. Power was off for a whole day. Um, not the not the the ideal situation when you work online most of the day. Most of the time. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> I, I, that's what me and uh, Jordan were talking about before this. He's like, yeah, I'm at my desk way too much for that to... Uh, for that to happen, and I, I feel right. that. But you know, there's always a positive about it. Like I was saying uh, before the podcast started, I was reading a book that I, I really enjoyed. So, um, you know, if there if there's ever a negative in your life, always try to take the positive out of it. Uh, even if it did delay some things, I know some videos were delayed for you, DK, because mm -hmm. I didn't do some things. But you know, it happens, man. Positive. It happens. It happens. But uh, yeah, Jordan, how has Modern Warfare Two content-wise been for you the past couple of months? I mean, I think everybody typically has that honeymoon phase with every new COD, where you know pre-launch and then a little bit of the launch window, season one, things are hot. But how have you felt about uh, Modern Warfare Two the past maybe last couple of weeks, ever since uh, season two marketing started and then the launch last week? How are you feeling about it? Content-wise, has been weird, man. Like it, it was. It, this yeah. year has been such an anomaly. Like I. I did not expect to be where we are now, essentially. Like, I mean, Ooh, yeah. from all that we had seen built up and everything, all the hype before launch, like, it's, it was alarming and very surprising at, like, how much of a drop we saw just by, like, December. Right, um, right. Let alone now into almost March. Like, it was, I, I did not see that coming. You tell me the numbers were pulling collectively as a community, like, in terms of October, November, like, to just see a sharp 180 and a decline in, in, in that was was wild. Um, mm. But, I mean, I think Season 2 for a lot of people is, has brought back a lot of interest. I haven't personally been able to jump into ranked play, but, like, I've been seeing that yeah. Twitch is exploding with ranked play numbers, mm. which is awesome to see. Like, I, I actually really do enjoy that. I'm really hoping that I can grab some time here, like, this weekend or something to start grinding out ranked. But, like, between all the new content to cover everything with Season 2, which, depending on which way on uh which way you swing on that it could be a lot it could be not i mean trying to cover everything all four or like all not four modes because spec ops isn't there yet for yeah uh, right yeah. now but like dmz mp Warzone, trying to cover everything there's there's a lot to keep me busy that i actually feel behind on but yeah. at the same time like if you if you subscribe to one singular outlet of that i can understand where it might not feel like enough per se yeah, I, I almost I almost get the feeling like COD ever since at least Black Ops 4 has been in a state where if you are subscribed for one outlet specifically, that's not really the approach to content anymore. Like it's encouraged not only by the studios for you to play everything, but I think even creators like yourself, myself, 
we're all trying to like adapt to that new model. So we're covering everything. And I think people out there still haven't realized that that's kind of what COD is now. Not like 2015, where maybe you just do multiplayer, just do zombies. Now it's like you kind of want to incorporate everything, the whole unification mm. process of like COD 2.0. I feel like there's people that still don't know what that's really about yet um, and haven't really understood why creators have like dipped into different modes and whatnot. Because I think that's that's COD's approach right now. I mean, Fajardo, we talked about it in Link before too. I mean, uh, would you say it was like BO4 where that kind of started, where they're like, oh, we don't just want you to play MP or zombies. We also want you to play Blackout or play all three. Like, I mean, how have you felt like the 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 COD formula has changed in that in that regard? What would you say about it? I definitely think the start of that was in Black Ops 4, solely for yeah. the fact that, you know, with the, the daily missions or the daily contracts, whatever they called it, it was very easy just to hop in one mode, do the daily contract, get your case, and then work through the cases so you can get a, what was it called? A weapon, a weapon vault? case or whatever where you can automatically pick a, a weapon yeah yeah cases or yeah cases i yeah. think it, it really promoted that even though that came later i still think that with everything that mode had to offer especially with the the unified sort of contraband streams that had it definitely laid the the groundwork to what we have today where it kind of really promotes go play warzone go play mp grind your camos and then come it's i don't know we, we talked about the we talked about it so much before how it's like you know just grind your camo as an MP and then go play Warzone for the rest of your day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, 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 a lot of people feel feel indifferent about that. Um, I, I get it because obviously Activision knows where the money is and they know it's in Warzone. So they just want you to play Warzone, Warzone, Warzone. So. Yeah. No, I mean, Espresso, how do you feel about what seems like this common theme now for COD multiplayer, which is that the multiplayer is just there for camel grinding. It's like a leveling simulator. It's not getting the content that, that we're, we're used to seeing multiplayer get uh, in favor of seeing all that attention go to go to Warzone. Uh, how have <laughs> you been feeling about that? I think we talked about this when you were on the pod a good, I think, year ago. What would you say for Jordan? It was like February... 7th february 4th. Uh, february 4th about a year ago and we actually had this conversation but how do you feel about that now in terms of kind of how multiplayer has been treated despite uh the, the massive uh lead up in marketing for for modern warfare 2 and supposed to be a new era for for cod labeled uh cod 2.0 yeah this year in particular has been has been weird because especially with like season one um Obviously, you, you still have the argument with season two. You still had it in uh, in season one, where like multiplayer, it seemed like you weren't getting a lot because obviously we got two maps that neither of them were new in season one across three months. Right now, it's season two. Again, still not a new map that we like haven't seen before. Kind of, I guess you could say that uh, Museum is like a unique map to Modern Warfare 2, but I don't personally count that because it was in the beta. Right. The thing, though, right. that is weird to me about like season one to where we were now is that the argument that I would normally like hear out of like Warzone's getting more attention than multiplayer in season one it really didn't feel like that because we had the same exact sort of um we had the same exact sort of weapon uh balancing across the board we had no real content updates for Almazra DMZ or anything like that we had building 21 yes but like outside of a few things that popped up it was a lot of bugs persisted, a lot of glitches, a lot of stuff that people really weren't too keen on. Yeah. Didn't get fixed out, didn't get adjusted. So, like, it seemed like they dropped Warzone 2.0 for Season 1 and then just, like, did nothing. <laughs> and so, like, I feel like the entirety of Season 1 as a whole was this weird, okay, here it is, but we're not going to support it either. 
Um, yeah. Overall, I would say <laughs> that uh, multiplayer as a whole, absolutely, the last two, two, three years since Warzone began, I mean, I think just from like a fiscal level, that's where something that they, they realized, hey, the money's in free to play, which sucks because obviously I love multiplayer. Somebody watching may love this. You guys may love multiplayer. We're like, I, I love grinding it out. I love having uh, something to, to go towards. I wish that there was more to grind out as opposed to just solely like your camera yeah. because once if you are a grinder, you're done with that in the first month or two, which yes, it's supposed to last a year for the common player. Yeah, I get that. But the same time, there is enough of a player base where like you will burn through that and you will notice that, okay, well now after, after I did that, what do I, what do I do next? And like until right. ranked play now at this point, that's the first thing that I really feel like is kind of worth grinding an MP since we saw launch and people start to finish up uh, Orion camo. But in terms of getting back to like the the main talking point of Warzone versus um, MP, I mean, I the thing that I broke down on a recent discussion with some people is that I am very curious why this year in particular we haven't seen more balance across the board. Because I mean, when you look at it, it seems like by all accounts, maybe this is incorrect. We don't know what's going on behind the scenes. Mm. It seems like Raven has taken over the lead on Warzone 2.0. They're doing the day to day. They're doing updates. Just, sim just simply based on the comms that they're managing. They are doing the the brunt work, the, the, the large amount of what's going into that in terms of communicating the changes. Sure, maybe Infinity Ward still does have a hand in it, but it seems like Warzone's now Raven. When you look at Ashika Island, that was High Moon Studio that made that. So again, a different studio making the content there for that. Multiplayer, Spec Ops, I mean, it's, it's before we get to the multiplayer, Spec Ops is something yeah. that it's especially with what we saw with the first raid it's rather linear it's not something that like it's an open world experience it's anything too major it's kind of a uh path a to b sort of situation where it's yes it's i'm sure an undertaking developmentally but in the grand scheme of things you're not making a brand new war zone map you're not upkeeping every like it seems on a lower scale for the daily workload if that makes sense so when you take a look at like high moon dealing with something raven dealing with something Infinity Ward should, in theory, have all this now to work on for MP because they got the, the big stuff out of the way, the Warzone 2.0 launch, their baby of Almazra, Building 21, uh, the fundamentals, which, again, agree or disagree with how those work. You launched all that kind of stuff, but now, like, what's what's going on? Like, why can't we get <laughs> more than two maps that we've seen before in multiplayer? Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, it's very strange how it seems like the game that had the most balance across each mode, like in terms of what content went where, multiplayer, Warzone Zombies, was Cold War. The game that wasn't on the same engine, the game that had the least amount of development time, as it seems, during a pandemic. It's like, that that's strange to look back at now. But going back to something you said earlier that, that I, I know I want to expand on a little bit is how we got in this predicament now, like seeing the sharp drop off when it seemed like the clear message from COD Next and even, you know, the build up to season one was that we weren't really going to have any type of major drought. I mean, I think Activision said it themselves, Model Over 2 would get an unprecedented amount of content. We talked about that quote, I think, in, in the last podcast a few weeks ago. You know, when they say that, but then you look at how the multiplayer side of things right now seems to be getting almost less than what Cold War and Vanguard multiplayer almost oh, yeah. got. It, it's very strange to look at what might have changed, and that might tie into a discussion we'll have later about COD 2023. But it's just one of those things, like, I know Fajardi even gets, gets twisted trying to think about it, how the momentum was that strong for Modern Warfare 2, 
But now we're at a point where it's like, wow. I mean, what happened? Uh, <laughs> I have, I have days. Yeah. This is gonna, this is gonna sound um, really weird, and I don't, I don't talk numbers ever. Yeah. I have days where Vanguard content did better. Yeah, yeah. I definitely think, I definitely think a lot of people see that and agree with that because I. We almost didn't pod for an entire month in January because there was just nothing to talk about. Yeah. There's just nothing to do. And yeah. I remember when when season two initially got delayed, I remember me and DK were like, how are we going to make videos for the next month? Because we <laughs> like, it was two weeks out yeah. from the supposed launch of, of season two. And then it got delayed. It's like, how are we going to make videos for the next month? It was, that was an absolutely crazy time. And looking at the content we got in season two, there was some stuff on there that could they could have just dropped in a little like, season one reloaded part two like maybe like gun game or just throw museum in there or so, like just something mm -hmm. something little just to get people talking about it again because there was it was radio silence for like an entire month the um, the only thing that i take away from that entire like extra two weeks to like a month of frustration because like i'm i'm counting two more weeks on top of the two week delay because we knew that it was coming so like people had this feeling like oh we don't have the update in two weeks it's now a month later so like that point from then on you're like well well shit man like what what what's what yeah what's happening so mm -hmm. like the only thing that i take away from that is that it seems like it kind of lit a fire a little bit seeing that we're getting another map that wasn't previously uh scheduled with mid-season yeah that yeah. coming from a later season as infinity ward or, or call of duty whoever tweeted it um said my only hope is that that just doesn't take away from a later season you know <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah what's that what's yeah. that taking away from i mean look at the roadmap right i, I said this a hundred times when the roadmap got revealed i'm like look i'm trying to be constructive optimistic respectful not trying to be that guy but the multiplayer content specifically i mean you look at it and i'm like okay all of that seems like the perfect filler content for, like Fajardi said, that January drought period where there was zero communication. It was radio silence. Th January would have been a good time to say, you know what? Let's randomly drop in all these Almazra sections and regions just as filler content so that we have more time to work on new content for season two. But then you market that as the new season two content. And it's like, wait, all of that was sitting in the game already through Almazra. And it, I mean, think about it. Dome re-released how many times now? We have two or three Spec Ops missions at <laughs> at Mount Zaya, right? Dome. Yeah. You then have uh, Zaya Observatory now available as a battle map. And then Dome for 6v6. Like you have Dome in the game four times already or five times. That's weird. Museum, I, I, I was saying it ever since the rumor uh, popped up that it was going to come back. I was like, you know what? I... Wouldn't be surprised the museum just popped back in as a hotfix. They didn't even market it or communicate that. I think just that's what they should have done. That's what they should have done. I, I don't think that they should have counted yeah. that against a map that was coming post-launch. Like, I think, yeah. to me, that is yeah. the biggest load of crap. Like, I, <laughs> yeah, I I like to give people the benefit of the doubt, but, like, dude, that's it's not a new map. Like, and good on them, I guess. Good on them for not saying it is a new map. They just said a returning map. But, like... I mean, if you didn't have Museum this season, you'd have one multiplayer map. Like, what? I gotta, <laughs> Which I gotta is ask new? <laughs> I gotta ask Jordan. What do you think the... Because the, last year with Vanguard in Season 2, it got delayed pretty much the exact same time. Like, last year we had... It was like start of February, Season 2 was about to start, but it got delayed almost the exact same amount of time. Um, what do you think that the, that the Season 2 delay this time around actually did for, for this season? Or do you think it was... Like, like, what do you think? What do you think season two would have looked like if they just released it without the delay? That I don't know, because I mean, I 
I don't see any good scenarios out of that, really. Like, I, I think maybe even realistically, like, they maybe it was delayed to... I think... Firstly, I think that it was for the same reasons that uh, Season 2 last year was delayed. More so on, like, adjusting things last second versus truly fixing them up because, like, Taldera was broken. Like, oh, yeah. Warzone yeah, in was... Vanguard's integration was broken. Like, it's yeah. not an exaggeration. Like, people could not play. I remember being in that call pre-Season 2 and they showed us the number of crashes, the number of, like, player drop-off. Um, wow. Not with, like, actual numbers, but, like, they showed the graphs where it was mm -hmm. visual. Um, and it was apparent. Like, it was it was a broken mess. So that was more, I think, a, like, we got to fix the game before we release Season 2. This time around, I think it was more so, like, similar situation where, again, we didn't see the specifics of this. But I, if I were to guess, Warzone 2.0 wasn't the hit that they thought it would be. And so, therefore, seeing yeah. a drop-off in players well below, perhaps, their expectations, um, I think that it was more of a, oh, we got to, we got to, correct course here on this and maybe that was what it was but like if we're talking like content wise like what they would launch with a part of me wouldn't be surprised if that museum announcement was like kind of last second where they finished up the the legal aspect of that because that's been ongoing for a while oh yeah 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 um i i know that that was going on um probably further than people uh would think um for sure Without sure. without going into anything that could potentially get me in trouble. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But that, yeah, so like that kind of stuff, it wouldn't surprise me if that was something that last second was kind of added in that two weeks. They're like, oh, now we can put it in there. Um, again, I, I hope that wouldn't be the case. But, I mean, outside of, outside of that, I really don't know. Because, like, I mean, if you look at the roadmap, you look at what we had for season one. Again, if you look at the whole picture... Sure, there's a decent bit, but, like, if you were solely a multiplayer person, that's not a lot. You got new weapons in the battle pass. You got one new operator, which that's weird to me. I think that we might have something mid-season, if I'm guessing, that is, like, Definitely. maybe a themed themed event. Um, just because, like, they've never just advertised one operator. Um, right, but like, right, right, right. I, I just, I think that, I don't know. I, I think, fundamentally, the two-week delay was more so to correct course and add some time to test things out that were being changed. But who knows? Like, I mean, it, it could be, it could be not. Yeah. I have two takeaways from that. The first is, isn't it funny that Modern Warfare 2 multiplayer went, like, three for three after the beta, where three maps right out the get-go had legal <laughs> issues? It was Grand Prix that became Crown Raceway. Uh, museum obviously and then hotel even had some legal issues so i'm like how how did that happen to start a new era for cod multiplayer three my, maps in a row <laughs> like my uh, thing that i find hilarious yeah. is that the the companies that change the names to avoid paying licensing rights for weaponry yeah don't know that you need to get like the copyright permissions for real world one to one yeah, copy yeah. things. What? <laughs> I I don't get it. That's, I don't that's get it. royalties for likeness right there. Like, <laughs> right, right. You would think that be uh, second nature after how many years of dodging real world names. Yeah, <laughs> I I even, I just don't get it. And even especially after you know all the controversy in Vanguard, where we saw a few skins straight copied from from artists. Oh yeah. Um, it just seems like Dude, just... to this day I have no idea how that ever happened. Like I. I Genuinely. don't know if it was just like one rogue person in the the sledge art <laughs> department or what, like, but multiple it, times, like, 
What? I think it might have just been like, I don't know, maybe some some outsourced work and it just got through because someone's like, oh, this looks cool. Like, I, I don't know. Uh, it, the stuff like that is really hard to explain because it's so... Because obviously it, it's... I'm talking about the, the wolf skin, if everyone doesn't know what I'm talking mm. about. The wolf skin from Vanguard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. That one is literally one-to-one down to, like, the straps on, on the character. So you got to think, like, the person who, who modeled that had, had to have known. They're just straight up stealing something. So, yeah, there's no way that you accidentally create something identical. Yeah, you don't accidentally do that. I, I and just, if you do, yeah. buy a lottery ticket because, like, what are the <laughs> What are the <laughs> Yeah, I, th that's so weird. Um, something else that that I want to bring up before I forget. You remember when the castle leaks came out for for Ashika Island? This is like December, I think. It's a while ago, this and everybody before reloaded way before season one reloaded. Yeah, mm. everybody out there was like, "Oh my god, Castle from World at War and Vanguard's coming back again." It's, it's kind of a baseless rumor that came out of nowhere. It was an assumption because you know, I guess Vanguard and World at War invented castles. Uh, you know, there's no such thing as a different castle than the original. Whatever. <laughs> so that happened, right? And ironically. I was like, guys, there's no way. You know, they're not going to bring the same map back twice. It just was in Vanguard last year. There's no way, right? Shipment, Nuketown, those maps don't count, you know, obviously. But Castle, there's no way. And then what do you know, right? Castle and Ashika is original. But then Dome, that was in yeah. Vanguard Season 1, ended up coming to Modern Warfare 2 this year. So I'm like, you know, the argument I was making about Castle just, you know, poof to that because they ended up doing it with Dome anyway. But I, I, just, I, I just couldn't believe, you know, uh, that we got that. But... Overall, even like the party game modes that they're adding to multiplayer, I'm glad they're getting that out did the you, way now. Did you know you? I, I did you know you can't play the party game modes with a party? Yep. Yeah. Yes. I, that I don't get. Yep. But it, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Party modes you can't play. But yeah, I don't get that. But what I also don't get, right? This is the first time we've seen this. Where if the roadmap is showing us content for launch, for example, like Modern Warfare Two has been doing, so infected gun game grind. That doesn't actually mean the modes are available launch day. Whereas previous roadmaps, we're talking Vanguard, Cold War, Modern Warfare 19. If if the roadmap says, here's your launch content, you are getting that on launch day, right? It, very few times have we seen it to where something was saved for a launch window, like a week or two after. This game's doing it to where, for example, Infected Gun Game Grind, only Infected was out, I think, day one. Gun Game and Grind yeah. weren't out till, uh, was it the other day? Wednesday. So, yeah, ago, yeah. so I'm just like, that's another thing where it, it doesn't even say launch window like it should. It's saying launch. So everybody out there day one is like, oh, they said this was coming out today and it didn't. And, and everyone gets confused. So even the communication with what's coming out and when isn't on point. And it's like, why are they taking so many notes from Vanguard? Just take some notes from Modern Warfare 19 or, or, or Cold War with how to do seasons. I Cold War. Modern Warfare 2019's communication was still really bad. Sure, too. sure. Yeah, 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 sure. <laughs> but, you know, it's just, it's just, I don't get it. But perfect segue. I was going to ask you, Building 21, Fajardi has so much to say about it. I'll let him take oh. it away. But the, the communication with even that, right? Who, like, I don't even know. Like, there was one call that happened, I think, before Season 1 reloaded. A private, you know, conference call with Activision, devs, some creators. Another one happened a good, you know, couple weeks ago as well. But these calls happened, and the one that happened, I think, in December was like, oh, by the way, guys, Building 21 isn't going to be available on, on launch of Reloaded and, and, you know, yada, yada, yada. That was never communicated publicly on Twitter or in the blog post. So I'm like, what is going on? I was admittedly really annoyed, too, with how they uh communicated that too because in yeah. that call they were like we're not gonna tell you how it comes you gotta find out it's like yeah what I, oh man 
Yeah, I can get I can get into the building twenty one. I have know, notes right I, here. I, I get into yeah, do I it, get do into it. it every week. <laughs> yeah, I get into it every week. Every week I have something to say about building twenty one because building twenty one is so good. It is so fun to play. It's yeah. quick PvP action. It's it's fun for voice chat. It's fun for for killing people, and now it's fun for doing uh, the challenges as well. I think it would be, uh, you know, you could actually do challenges in there now, which is good. yeah, but. You know, the way that was marketed, I remember I was sitting, I was only sitting beside DK at his house because I was there, I was there for season one reloaded. I was sitting, I was sitting beside him and we always like to tackle DMZ first. We think DMZ is really sick to, to yeah. cover first because it kind of slips under the radar sometimes. So we're so ready to cover building 21 and then everything comes out <laughs> from Charlie Intel. Oh, by yeah. the way, it's coming, it's not out today. It'll come out some random, some random day. Yeah. So then I was like, I don't know what to do. I went to go, I think I went to go watch tv out in the loft <laughs> i just <laughs> yeah, i didn't even i was like dude i wanted to do building 21 so bad but then it released randomly a few days later but and then the, all the whole spiel about the way to even access it now it's it's only open on weekends and you need a key card and i was telling dk this is the way you fix building 21 you either have it open 100 percent of the time and you just need a key card or you ha- or you have it open for everybody just on the weekends only um yeah because now you you have a double gatekeep lock on this where it's like okay you can only play it for 72 hours and you need a key card yeah are there, and you now are there you challenges now specific for building yes one? there is yes there is okay that that doesn't make any sense that's that is incredibly dumb then to, to double yeah, gatekeep and, and they and they fix the key card exploit where you can play at a limited times they've patched that now so you actually can only play x amount of times based on x amount of key so, cards that you've found in the other maps so I've been gr- I've been grinding yeah. uh, DMZ this season a lot, and I I, I have seventeen uh, building twenty one key cards. Uh, and the problem do they at with least this, make them? Do they at least make them more common to find? Yes. But okay. The problem is that you have you only have thirty key card slots, and I have yeah. and I have seventeen building twenty one key cards, and I'm I'm looking I'm just trying to do missions, and like I have to get rid of some keys I might want to keep for regain and DMZ. Because I have so many building twenty one key cards, it's like they yeah. need to have a, a building twenty one key card wallet where it's just yeah put all your building twenty one <laughs> key cards in there. Yeah, yeah well that's the thing is the the, when they, they mentioned they were recategorizing the inventories, I was really curious like why they wouldn't do separate key card like allocations for that. Like, right. Because right. key cards and keys kind of act the same, but they really don't. Like I mean one one is only used i mean you could do that i guess for stronghold key cards too is like you you combine the stronghold key cards and the uh um uh building 21 because like in the icons they're the same thing so like you could have them the the same sort of categorization but like i i don't understand why you have something that you burn before you get in the game classified with something that you take into the game like it, mm-hmm. it doesn't make sense to me yeah yeah, I mean, building twenty one is one of those things where it can it can so easily be fixed with the solution that I think that I provided that I came up with, where it's either you have it open one hundred percent of the time, you just need oh, a yeah. key card, or it's open for everybody. You don't need a key card just on the weekends. Unlimited, yeah, unlimited play. I don't, I don't see the reason. Like, I don't see any need to try and I, double market up like that. That's mm-hmm. especially when yeah. twenty one, especially when building twenty one isn't like this crazy, uh, like thing anyway it's super fun that's true but the loot like i think the loot is better on ashika island and yeah if you, if I you still know have yet to play dmz on ashika island and i'm so oh. oh it's so good it's so i haven't really been good. able to i haven't been able to play any dmz just yet because i've been busy like going around with everything else that mm-hmm. yeah i really want to get into but i just haven't had the time 
Yeah. Yeah, those uh the weapon cases, you know, it's sad the reward isn't that good, but the uh the map itself it plays really well in DMZ. The the weather's a little bit different. It's uh it's a little more foggy than the than the resurgence map, but Yeah. Yeah, I mean building. They finally tone back the AI at all? Oh no. He's <laughs> like so, yeah. also partially why I'm okay with not having jumped into DMZ just yet, because like they feel buffed. I mean, it's, it's just excessive. It's yeah. Oh my I, god! It, it, I was playing a game. I was playing a game one day, and if you if you hit the final exfil on Ashika Island, there is so many AI, and they're beaming you from across the map. Well, yeah, because they're it, running out with the zone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And it, it's sad to say, like I don't really, I don't like being a scumbag and running and running thermals and stuff like that. But you actually have to on Ashika Island DMZ because of the fog, because the AI shoots you through. Yeah, fog, you can't even see where they are. So like you kind of have to run it, um, but yeah, the AI. I feel like they they made a big point. I was like, oh, we're doing enemy tuning, we're doing this, we're doing that. Right, and right, then right. You get into the game, it's like, oh, I'm still being absolutely decimated from halfway across the map. Nothing really changed here. Um, I, I even for you, I, I, I even wrote down here something you said the other day. Uh, I think it was off camera though. You're like, building twenty one became even more obsolete with. Season two, because yeah. although now the key card spawns are more frequent and you can even buy key cards from buy stations for like 30 grand, although that's the case, I, I mean, you heard it, I think in Prox chat, people that come across the key cards and are like, oh, what's that? Oh or, oh, or, oh, let me, let me skip over yeah. that. Or, oh, I don't have enough inventory to even pick these up because I already have a full key stash at the menu for secret yeah. rooms or whatever. Like, I got, I got a story about that. So I've, yeah. been, playing, I've been playing a decent amount of solo DMZ when, when the squad's not on with like, uh, you know, I think Shone's probably floating around in chat, Shone and Pax. Um, yeah. I usually play DMZ with them, and if DK's on, he's not working on a video, or if I'm not working on a thumb, I'll be playing DMZ. Um, and I, I've joined I've joined six mans of squads. I, I assimilate with the squads, and I'm in these big, these armies of people, Yeah. and they go loot these, the, they go loot these cashers or whatever, and there's a building 21 key card in them, and they, no one ever takes them. No one <laughs> even cares about them. They rush yeah. over them. They don't even yeah. give it the time of day. So that that just tells you like you you gotta you gotta make building twenty one good again or good in general because there's no real reason to go do it and people see that people see I I'm not gonna be home when it's when it's open I'm gonna be busy when it's open I need a key card that's one time burn use I'm just not gonna pick it up I'm not gonna bother with it it's too hard anyway yeah I think that's what a lot of people think the gatekeeping is very, very questionable. Like it's, it, especially the state of COD 2.0, right? It's a new era for, for, for every mode and whatnot. And it just feels like season two specifically, the, the, the goal of the season has been to play catch up. I know Jordan was talking about it earlier, you know, multiplayer side of yeah. things. It's like, okay, uh, shipment shoot outs. We got that out the way in season one so that everyone can stop crying about camel grinding. You, you have those maps now, <laughs> whatever the party game modes that everybody wants to see every year. They got those out the way now. Okay, multiplayer, let's see now. We have a new 66 map coming in Reloaded. Hopefully, it's a good one. Hopefully, that sets the tone for, like, oh, actual original maps the rest of the year. But Warzone, you know, you said it, Season 1 didn't really get anything for Warzone, really. DMZ got, got more of it and, and, and whatever. But Season 2 of Warzone has been like, okay, now we're back to where we should have been day one. Now all the gameplay mechanics and the movement updates and the, the features, the 1v1 Gulag, all of that's well, in now. Yeah, some of the some of the base stuff. Like, I still think base there's stuff. a lot of quality of oh, yeah. stuff from the end of Warzone, like, with the Vanguard year. I think that, honestly, after, after they came in and fixed Caldera, Raven did a great job with communication and trying to implement things the community wanted. Right, right. I think that right. uh, the quality of life stuff that we had at the end of... Uh, Warzone 
I don't know why that wasn't implemented at the base of Warzone 2.0. Right. Like a lot of the right. HUD stuff, a lot of right. being able to see who has how many armor plates, who has how much cash, who has what utility, stuff like that. Like Simple just stuff, down man. to the more yeah. basic details like that. Like it made a world of a difference. And I'm kind right. of amazed that we didn't see that continue on. So I'm hoping that still transitions over and we get it sooner rather than later. Like I would hate to have to see where we ended up with Warzone 1 implemented in the second year of Warzone 2.0 yeah, like after 2023. Yeah. Right. Like I, I I hope we get there sooner, but who knows? It's weird though. It's like we thought those quality of life changes that we got during like Vanguard cycle to Pacific, we thought those features were kind of acting like as a, a live beta, like a test for what we were going to see launch oh, yeah, we, Warzone we 2. We'd be like, oh, this is where we're going to yeah. go from here. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then, then now, now it's like we're spending well, half we know. Of, right. Spending <laughs> half of this game's life cycle catching up to that. It's like, why why are we there? Do we have to wait till season five of Modern Warfare 2 to be like, yeah, all right, now we're good, guys. Everything's in. Oh, by the way, the, ga the game's life cycle's over. New game's out. It's like, what? It's like we, we should have had this by like season one reloaded the latest. You know, seeing my, these things. My frustration with it was that it seemed like, especially at the base, and I get you want to build something fundamentally a little different. You want something that wants yeah. to be enough of a reason to play something instead of just being a copy-paste but with a different number on it. Like, I get that, but if you were to look at, objectively, Warzone 1 and Warzone 2, you took somebody that does not know either game. Yeah. I think that more people would say that Warzone 2 looks like the prequel to Warzone 1. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, if we're talking Warzone 1 and the, the Vanguard cycle, yeah, all the changes were implemented, all the mechanics that got fixed, like, yeah, it's... Yeah, I could see. I could. It, I could see that. Yeah, I I've finally gotten used to like the movement of Warzone 2.0, Modern Warfare 2, but like I don't. I still don't think it's as fluid as what Warzone and Modern Warfare 2019 had. Like I think that yeah, slide canceling is cheesy. It absolutely is. But like you take that, everything just felt more fluent. Not even just the, sure. like slide canceling aspect of it. I just I feel clunky with Warzone 2 and Modern Warfare 2 to a degree. Yeah. Like I feel like it's, way heavier in my in my movements, if that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. It just seems like Warzone 2 again was a bit of an afterthought where DMZ was in development. Warzone 1 wasn't meant to be cut off the way that it was, and they just slapped a BR on top of DMZ and then had to kind of start from scratch to then get Warzone 2 to where Warzone 1 was. It wasn't just you know, it, it just didn't seem like Warzone 2 BR specifically was in development longer than DMZ was. It it's just it's very strange to even to even look at but the problem with that overall is like going back to like cod next you know the marketing that this new era got would have never you know had us guessing oh we were going to be at this stage in, in february or march where we're kind of playing catch-up still like when the marketing happened at Cod Next, they were talking about MP, Spec Ops, Warzone 2, DMZ raids. We're like, oh, like they've had all this in the works. They know exactly what worked and what didn't for Modern Warfare 19, Colder Vanguard. All of that is going to be, you know, implemented day one and, and, and the support will be unprecedented, as they said. There shouldn't be any droughts or huge drop offs. There's so many modes being supported. How could there be drop offs? Like it's weird to look at that now and, and we're like, wait, this is, if anything, getting a sharper drop-off than, than, than Cold War ever got, maybe more than Vanguard. It's like it, it's weird that we're at that stage, like we said. But on the bright side, though, would you say cosmetics, Jordan, have gotten better 
looking at bundles that have they had a really dry two, start. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, battle I'm pass. Not super yeah. interested in the cosmetics this year, but like when yeah. I looked at season one, I was like, dude, I wouldn't even consider. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like we yeah. had we had yeah. guns that looked like base guns. Like it didn't even look like there was anything done with them. Like, Some were bugged though, to where if you looked back at those basic ones, like a week or two later, then there was actually a, a, a color thrown onto the weapon but who would like who would know that unless you go back and check yeah. right it's like that's i'm not it, I would say, yeah. if i look at a shop i don't like an item i'm never clicking it again right right that's, right imagine how many others a lot of people too yeah yeah very very strange i think i do think the the season's battle pass is is actually like a really solid battle pass um looking at some of the blueprints that aren't even like the main hvt or like the second yeah. rewards there's some blueprints that are actually really good um and I, yeah and comparing it to, to last season's battle pass, the tier hundred wasn't even a wasn't even a blueprint for one of the new weapons. It was just an M four. That's uh, really weird too. That's yeah. really weird. And I I kind of see it. I kind of I was making this point last night. Um, that <laughs> it's kind of funny how season two battle pass is more of like a season one battle pass than season one was because you have like, Chimera <laughs> blueprint, like you yeah, have, you yeah. Have season you have Victus blueprint. Like there's there's <laughs> there's blueprints for the previous. Season's battle weapons. Season one battle pass. So the the one that gets me is that for the first time the uh, PlayStation Combat Pack is actually yes. really sick. Yes, mm. I'm like, what? and <laughs> two yeah. two thirds of players can't even see that skin in game yeah. or those skins in right. game. Right? <laughs> why? But that's, why make it that strict though? Like, I understand you can't equip it or download it, but you can't see it? I mean, it, yeah, they're about to have access to it in October or November this fall. At least let them I was, see it for now. Like, I, I was actually just talking uh, about uh, about this with Mike, who does my um, my yeah. thumbnail stuff. Is uh, We were going through, and I was like, any chance that they like added these in on PC? Because we've gone over this before, but if you look at, like, actually are able to pull the models, there are models for... Uh, designated only like one, two, and three for like what is um, available from his launch, the season yeah, one combat yeah. pack, and this new one. Right. But they're all just default Cortac operators. Like they're not, e they're just labeled as Oni. <laughs> not it's, even there. It, there's yeah. not even a single asset for it actually in. Right. That's yeah. The the weirdest. I remember, yeah. I remember back in Cold War, the PlayStation ones, they were they were weirdly. Uh, they were weirdly like hidden and, and bugged most of the times too. So eh, I don't really understand. <laughs> uh, I don't really understand the, the, the reason behind that. I know the ones that like the, what is it? I think the, the, the pro pack ones were always like weird like that too, because if you bought the pro pack on PC and went to go use it on a different account on a PlayStation, it would be blank. It would just be the, the default skin for it. Um, so I never really understood why that is also a thing when like you, you, you straight up bought the skin on a different platform. It just doesn't transfer over to using it on PlayStation, which it's very weird. Yeah. It's very, it, very weird. a lot of people were, were saying like, oh my God, it's better than the tier 100, uh, Ronin operator. It's like, I can get where you're coming from too, even though he has a reactive tattoo, which looks nice, but still I could see the argument that, yeah, the, the operator <laughs> for Odie this the season tier, looks so much better. The, the tier 100 blueprint <clears throat> is also reactive too. It's, uh, oh, is it? I didn't, I didn't, yeah, I didn't, yeah, I didn't, I didn't finish the battle pass. The, there's yeah. a dragon, there's a dragon that on it, there's a dragon on it that like fills with gold. Um, it's pretty cool. Oh yeah, I did see that. That was yeah. that actually that was the first like blueprint for uh like 
any of the Modern Warfare 2 weapons, honestly, that I think that I'd use. Because, like, I, again, I didn't, I haven't bought any cosmetics outside of just the free gift packs and then the, the Prime Gaming Bundle. Yeah. Um, but, like, I'd actually, right, right. I'd actually use that blueprint. That was pretty yeah. cool. It's for the Hemlock, too, and the Hemlock yeah. is, is crazy oh, good. It's, it's just good. Got hemlock is nice. So cool. <laughs> <laughs> they banned it in rank. Uh, I don't, I don't uh, understand how they had, they've had all these terms for the past two years of, of microtransactions, reactive, ultra skin, and then they're just not using it when that's clearly what it is. The the, the gun skin moves, the, the weapon skin moves. Yeah, just say call it. it what, right? Call it what we know, what, what we know what it's, what it is. Reactive skin, ultra skin. I don't know. I, I just uh, I just like everything being being branded <laughs> branded nicely. Yeah, I I would say while on the topic of cosmetics, I don't know if you saw this, Jordan, but I think it was reported by Medenas or, or or someone on Twitter. Yeah, it was Medenas. There are two exclusive event camos coming to Modern Warfare Two, mm. and before we touch on that, though, I just have to say the Path the Ronin event is really like funny camos. to me. Yes, gotta love Universal Camos. The Blossom <laughs> Blossom themed ones, like I think Cold War had very similar ones. The Path of the Ooh, Ronin event. Like cherry Blossom, that'd be pretty Yes, sick. yeah. I I just can't wrap my head around how they've they, they've prolonged the Path of the Ronin event by saying day one of season two, wow. only three challenges are available. The other four are locked. You gotta wait two weeks for the other four challenges to come out. But... The irony is that, yeah, okay, that's to get the base crossbow. Sure, they want to prolong your process to getting it. There's a bug that has been fixed where you can go offline uh, through a custom mod glitch and equip the crossbow, and it'll work online as well. So you can get the base crossbow for free right now without doing any challenges, without waiting for the bundle that's coming out nice. on March 1st. Cool, right? But that made the Path of the Ronin event redundant right out the gate. I'm like, okay, I'm glad events are back because I love those you know, with the past couple CODs, right? Seeing challenges you can do with MP or Zombies or Warzone. I love those, but for the first one, this game got already obsolete in and of itself. Um, but on the bright side, something that I, I really haven't seen COD themselves say that much is in, I think, 17 days or 18 days from now, time of filming this, that event tab will be refreshed with new challenges to get two universal camos. And I think it's... I, saying, I think it even yeah. says that in the subtext of the... Uh... Yes, Yes. Which is cool. Uh, I'm, very I cool. That. But I feel like everyone kind of glanced over that and didn't really look at <laughs> that little text at the bottom oh, because yeah. of how obsolete That is 100% a, a yeah. case of not reading the fine print. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but that's cool that we are getting universal camos and I think it's Kadachi blueprints or something. Uh, that's coming in, again, two weeks. So that's a cool way to actually refresh events in, in the middle of a season is to add in new challenges, new rewards. Yeah. Never done that before. I love that. It's just a little funny how the crossbow challenges are just useless because <laughs> you don't really have to do them. And they've spread them yeah. out for a couple weeks for no reason. I think I think it was Rebirth Reinforced, the event was called, during Vanguard Cycle, where they did that too, where they're like, oh, it's a community challenge to get so-and-so, oh, but you have to wait a week for each new challenge to come out. It's like, I don't get that. Like, just drop them yeah, all day like one that. and then do new challenges like a couple weeks later. That, I, that's what I would think. Um, yeah, I, I think if yeah. you you add more actual challenges rather than artificially extending them, yeah, you see way more engagement. Oh yeah, true. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that. Yeah, I yeah. think um, you know looking at the challenges we have now, especially since they're kind of like reading the challenges we have for Warzone and MP, they're kind of like you just do them passively. They're not really a challenge. It's like get oh yeah, I I yeah, didn't go for any of them. And I was like oh god, yeah. I've completed all of them. <laughs> which, which I think yeah. it'd be cool. I think it'd be yeah. cool if some of the challenges were like I don't know, go find this little cherry blossom tree and I don't know, like, you know swear cool, on it or cool something. Stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, that, that makes 
but then you get the like people just dropping on it and then you get dying so it's kind of like fortnite where people just drop on the the, the designated location and just kill each other but you know maybe i do get why they did it like that but i still think it would be cool to kind of feel like you're doing an event because now it kind of just I, I was gonna do this anyway i was gonna i was gonna kill people i was gonna get assists. Yeah. i was gonna do all these things but i don't know that that's a that's a nitpick but i would like I wish all there the was a genuine easter egg in almazra or right. island right i wish that there was right. some sort of quest yeah that's just me i'm uh i'm a sucker for that kind of stuff love it uh bunker 11 yes for dance mm -hmm. I that was that, that was my i don't remember if it was i think we might have been if not we are just after somebody but like that was my only first in the world experience and oh yeah was, yeah it was awesome i was like hell yeah brother i want to keep doing this <laughs> <laughs> yeah is that the is the is the bunker 11 one is that the the portrait one in the bank no that no. was the uh that was the subway station okay oh that okay, was season yeah, yeah. six that was late yeah that was late that was season late. five or six i really like that one i, really I love covering one. all those brain power i remember actually i, had I think it was five stadium stadium was season four season three was bunker 11 i think right see yeah those, uh, yeah, those season were six, great season six know. we didn't get one because we had the haunting event that was like the main focal point it, it once again though brings us to that to that discussion of like why are we waiting to get back to where we were in terms of that system right. and idea right i know two easter eggs thus far have been added uh to ashika for resurgence not in dmz but by the way just resurgence the, the whole seal yeah. easter egg where you go find some fish feed the seal get some crappy well, loot and, and that's like a, yeah, that's oh, yeah. a whimsical one like that doesn't even really do anything yes. that really helps you in the game <laughs> exactly and then you some loot but like i haven't seen anything really good come out of it i don't know if i've just seen at seen most wrong clips but at most a kill streak which could come in clutch a precision or a mortar strike that could help you but yeah i've primarily seen grenades or armor play it's like okay so there's hell that yeah. one yeah, hell yeah yeah we got you know armor plate whatever but the second one that got added uh this past wednesday was the secret room that you can open over the power plant and that actually is worth looking at because of the regain opportunity from it oh yeah that that, that, that i actually that like. know is simply is just easy as like lily walking down the hall and interacting with four boxes right like yes that's not... in a certain order yeah and it's it opens yeah. instantly you, yeah yeah, I would say because that yeah. that's more of like, okay, let's just hit it on the way there kind of deal. Like it doesn't take you out of the way to do something. Right. It's right, also right. open. It's also just already open in DMZ. Like it's not kind of takes away from the, the yeah. Thing. Yeah. <laughs> you can just run in there. Yeah. Doing anything. Kind of um, takes away yeah. from the hype. Don't get me started on DMZ again. I can talk about DMZ for four hours straight. I swear to the God. The thing, so, yeah. the thing, if we're talking Easter eggs, that always to this day I'll be salty over is that um, outside of the rebirth original rebirth easter egg um we went the entire black ops cold war year the the studio and, and franchise that is known for <laughs> just mind-bending stuff we did nothing uh, with easter eggs in warzone not a single one at, Again, the, red, the red doors the were cool the, re, the red doors were cool at least in yeah. uh you know, towards the end of, of Redacity that was, Force that was a I really awesome concept. I just wish that more came of it, like, that right. if you wanted, like, for an Easter egg type of deal. Like, that yeah. was functionally in gameplay perspective pretty cool, but, like, 
I think that we could have done some narrative stuff with that Absolutely. and like rewarded players for going out of their way. Absolutely. I love that you have a background in zombies. I think we talked about it last year too. Like you used to make zombies content. So yeah, you yeah. so you're familiar you're familiar with like Black Ops lore and, and how zombies quests can be. Like I love that you know that because you, you also want to see, like we used to talk about, you also want to see, you know, Warzone get more of those quests like that. I mean, for sure. Yeah, I, uh, it, it was one of those things that I didn't, and then I made zombies content. Like, I've always been, I mean, I, I was one of the ones that, like, did it whenever it was a uh, campaign completion Easter egg. Oh. Like, way back in World at War. Right. Like, I've, I've been with it since then. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I never really got the opportunity until Black Ops 3 with uh, Zombies Chronicles to really, like, make content that people were interested in. Got it. Um, just because, like, it is such a niche and it is a tight knit community that, like, I never really found a way to be like, "Hey, can can I can I make some stuff like this too that everybody <laughs> likes?" Um, and right. so it was nice to finally do that, and I had a blast. Like, there was so much stuff, not only just content wise, but like story implications too with Zombies Chronicles Absolutely. and like the the way everything worked out. So that was a blast. Um, I would love to see. I, admittedly, I didn't I didn't get too far into. Cold War Zombies. I'm a little, mm. little upset with myself over that because, like, I liked the gameplay loop of it. Like, I, I did more zombies probably than MP, but like, I just didn't pay enough attention to it in that year. But yeah, maybe that's something you look at in uh, the nice Black Ops game. Maybe just kind of dabble with some content a little bit, maybe, and stream it first. Oh yeah, that'd be sick. That'd be sick to see. I mean, I, I'm, I don't know what it is, but I'm a really big fan of seeing people like you or Ryan or, or, or anyone really dabble into different modes from time to time. Like that's something I do all the time, but I love when you guys do it as well, because it, 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 it kind of solidifies the idea that, yeah, we're in this era of COD where you are encouraged. And if anything, like almost oh, yeah. pressed to play everything. So when, so then when you translate to the content, it's like now we're, now you're getting more people on board, you know, with our audiences to be like, Hey, try this or do that. You know, Hey, multiplayer is down for the season, you know, hop onto the war zone or, or the zombie side of things like that really helps with these, yeah. these weird droughts. I I do, uh, I do have like a, a both sides of the coin type of uh, experience with that. Like I've had so many comments that are like, "Dude, I don't care about DMZ." Like, I, I like your content, <laughs> I'll support you, but like, I don't care about DMZ. But then I've also had so many comments where they're just like, especially in season one, they're like, "DMZ is the only thing that I'm here for." Like, <laughs> right, right. So like, I wish that universally, like, for my, for like my perspective, like it was an easier break into that audience. Like, obviously, DMZ content does very well. Um, oh, absolutely. I, I've been absolutely. seeing you guys. I've been seeing John's doing great with it. Um, Westy and 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 uh, those guys are doing great with it also. So like the audience is absolutely there. That transition is just sometimes tough when you have an established multiplayer or war zone audience. So oh yeah, yeah. No, I I completely agree. I think I think it's I think it's still like an untapped audience oh, in yeah. a way. I feel like DMZ is still so new and and people are like. I got those comments too, like, "Oh, I'm I'm just here for DMZ stuff," and it's like, "Wow, really? Like, it's that it's that new of a mode, and you're here for that? Like that and that's cool because I, I love covering DMZ, but I think it's still such an untapped audience that I think we're not going to really grasp until another year or two if DMZ still gets support. Like, people yeah. are just coming over from the I'm extraction genre. That they continue to build it out because, like, there is so much that it could be, but right now with what they have built out, it's they have a ceiling for it, kind of. Like, you yeah. can do everything to a degree. But, like, if you add in things like marketplaces out of the gameplay, right, right, if you right, add right. in, like, challenges or trading features that you can end up getting in-game items like camos, blueprints, like, dude, I would so straight sick. up no life if I could end up 
X filling with a certain amount of cash and like that banks into an inventory yeah. and then I can buy stuff from a trader. Like, oh, yeah. oh my yeah. God. Even do a separate like, mastery grind in DMZ that's separate from the multiplayer Warzone things. Yeah, like dude. That, that, come on, that, that, that would be I insane. I think uh, one of my biggest problems with DMZ right now, and I absolutely love DMZ, that's pretty much the, the, the main thing I play for Modern Warfare 2 is just DMZ. My main problem with it though is that your your soldier equipment, your three plate, your kill streaks, your gas mass, and your uh, uh, well, yeah, that stuff. The so the soldier equipment stuff. You know what I'm talking about? That yeah, stuff yeah. you cannot stow in like a little storage area. If you can, I would absolutely love that. And then you can, like you said, you exfil with cash. You can buy a three plate, so you so you don't have to go oh, into yeah. a game with That's, one plate. I was actually just about to follow up with that, like to get your idea on that, because yeah. I. I was talking DMZ and just a general discussion video at one point a couple of weeks, maybe a month or two back, where I was like, this is what I kind of want. And then I started rambling and I was like, wait, we could add actual in-game stuff that makes regaining even easier if you have a bank of cash. Like, yep. maybe, yeah, maybe maybe a, a full three plate might be you know, super expensive or something just so you don't jump right in with everything but like if you can buy like a two plate or a medium backpack so that you're not stuck with nothing when you, when you go in <laughs> yeah like, i would absolutely at a premium pay to end up going in looted up like absolutely yeah because right with, now i should i should stipulate with in-game currency not not, not like cod, cod points yeah <laughs> <laughs> There's some games right now where I'm exfilling with eighty thousand dollars, yeah, and it just poof goes to XP, goes to your insured weapon slot. Yeah. But I didn't die, so I don't. So I didn't it, it just turns to weapon. nothing, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. Right. So I don't. I'll love to keep that and then, you know, use it to buy a three play, buy a backpack, buy a self revive, go in with something, um, because you know, the the, the gameplay loop gets pretty similar uh, on the regain side of it. Where it's just you spawn in, you're either rushing for PvP or you're doing a contract and you're avoiding every fight the entire mm. game. Which I think would be different if you could just... Say you you got absolutely blasted, you just died, lost everything. And okay, I have a three-plate in my stash, I'm going to buy a three-plate and I'm going to go back in and then we're going to, you know... it just I think it helps it a lot better, a lot more with uh, getting back into the action. But Oh yeah. Maybe that's what they want. Maybe they want a game where you're not super overpowered and you're not super... Uh, kit it out maybe they want to have that sort of uh entry point because they want to keep it trio which i don't really agree with i think there should be a solo playlist um i think that'd be really cool but you know you can't get everything you want trios is still cool but that is a very weird like they they stated they wanted there are things coming for the gameplay loop that like it it doesn't work outside of trios obviously we're too we're too close to the picture right now to see what they mean by that but like mm -hmm. And it's just weird that we only have trios. Yeah. But no, dude, there's so much with DMZ, I think, that, that could absolutely just thrive. I would love, even just for, like, DMZ to incorporate it too, but, like, overall, dude, I would love to see the return of, like, the prestige shot from Cold War. Like, that was the mm. coolest and mm. most unsung thing that I loved about that game is that you had genuinely cool stuff you could grind out. Like, yeah, you like legacy prestige, content. You yeah, you give me a prestige shop, you can change your, your icon, especially because everything's now going to be connected COD 2.0, baby. Give me, a, <laughs> like, I can change my icon in-game for my, like, across Warzone, because you couldn't do that in Warzone. You could do it in Cold War. Like, across Warzone, across Modern Warfare 2, across the dubbed Modern Warfare 3 upcoming, whatever, like, that it continues on. Yeah. That, like, that's a unified system. You give me rewards like camos, uh, blue, like, worthwhile camos, I should say. Not just, like, 
I mean, actually, some of the solid color camos do go kind of hard, but, like, you know what I mean? Like, nothing that, like, oh, it's two prestige keys, but it's garbage. Yeah. Like, you give me something like that, you give me blueprints, you give me just something that I can earn to collect. But I guess also that comes down to, you know, we have a locked uh, locked system right now where we're hard capped at a level, so don't get that <laughs> one either. Yeah, that's yeah. I remember seeing you tweet about that, and then they were like, "Oh yeah, uh, you can get to rank five hundred in season two. And they're like, "Oh, actually, we're sorry about that. It was four fifty. Oh, Our blog post had an error. I mean, the communication thing's been to funny. Be, we've say, seen. To be yeah. fair, that was the same mirror for what we had in terms of leveling for season one, to right? Season, uh, level right. Two, or season two. The yeah. only difference was that five <laughs> prestiges was added because they counted fifty six to one hundred. Exactly. Prestige one. Right. So they, they like they counted fifty six the moment you finished your what do they call it military ranks or something. Yeah. The moment yeah, you yeah. finished that, you were prestige. So like it was, you still had two hundred some levels, but it wasn't. It I just, just was a different number of prestiges. I just don't think we've seen this many errors with like blog posts to tweets. Like another example, they, they say on Twitter specifically all squad sizes coming to resurgence day one season two and then they put out a correction saying actually each of the four squad sizes are being spread across uh the entirety of season two not day one it's like we've seen so many of those like oh actually it's this like these weird typos across blog posts to tweets like we haven't really seen that much of it before and this year we've seen it the most i think where it's like oh by the way it's actually this it's like i don't know how that stuff keeps happening but um, I don't know. Very strange, very strange, uh, very strange things going on with that. But um, I also, before I forget, I, I was going to bring this up because we talked about this at COD Next, which is funny. You know, the whole weapon vault system, you know, can you imagine if by doing a raid or something hard in DMZ or a big Easter egg in Warzone 2, like a bunker, can you imagine if a weapon vault was a reward for that? I know they probably can't do too many of those, but I still get comments every day like, wait, we got one of them, you know, we got one weapon vault pre-launch and, and, and <laughs> why haven't we gotten more of those? Like they could probably even sell yeah. those for like 3000 COD points if they wanted to, cause they take so I, long to make. I can't believe we haven't got more of that. I'm yeah. I'm surprised we haven't seen more of that. I'm also very curious how they'd work them. Cause at this point, like they were worth investigating or even considering at the beginning, because like you, you got everything for a weapon platform, which for the M4 is what, like five, six weapons or something like that. Mm -hmm. And so like, right. that's, that's a very good boost to your gameplay loop. And yes, you didn't like rank up. It didn't rank the weapons up for you, but like you could use everything from the get go, which helped tremendously in rank ranking up your weapons. But like, yeah, right now, I mean, how far we are in, I mean, yeah. there's going to be people that aren't ranked up for every weapon, but like the people that would be primarily, oh, this is a really cool cosmetic type of deal, probably have the majority of weapons already ranked up. So, like, what would it really, other than a cool skin for that you can use universally across different attachments and different weapons, like, what would it really accomplish, I guess? So I feel like by not releasing them sooner, they kind of shot themselves in the foot with the value of them. Mm -hmm. I think... I think That's a really good point. To, to, I think the only way to save weapon vaults at this point is that to make it so the let's say a weapon bolt has tracers on it and you can use the tracers for any weapon in that platform i think that'll be a really good Pretty step cool. in the right direction because for example if you have the like if there's a weapon vault for the cast off you can use it for the cast off 762 rpk like you know and i think that'll be it's a it's a nice new take on the weapon vault because obviously like you said a lot of people probably have these things <laughs> leveled up and and such so 
and I don't really see the weapon vault being this super expressive like mastercraft. Like I only see the attachments being like a new shade or like a gradient mm -hmm. or uh, so they got to do something like that. Maybe maybe a death effects for every single weapon in the platform, just something cool like that to save it. I want to say, uh, oh, I'm, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'm very surprised that talking tracer rounds that we haven't seen specific customization for tracers to use universally. That'd like, be sick. I from just the, like thinking about it functionally, and I am so ignorant to game development, so like I could be very off base here. I feel like that's just simply like what we had with Black Ops uh, Four, like death effects and things like that. Like it's just something that can be hard coded to the firing animation. Like, I feel like that would be something that would be rather easy to do as a customization item and not lock behind specific blue. Like, I would, if I could customize my tracer rounds, I'd be way more inclined to buy things that have tracer rounds, knowing that I can use it beyond just that one weapon. Mm -hmm. 100%. That's, that's actually a really funny point. It's a funny point because uh, I, I noticed this with the, which blue bundle was that, Vajarni, that just came out with the Bass P? The, uh, uh, the Shinobi Tracer the, Pack. The Shinobi Tracer the Pack. The one with the ninja skin. Yes. That one actually comes with, I believe it's a laser attachment, a blue laser. And you can actually, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, you can put that attachment on any weapon that you want. So it's kind of a new feature with bundles that nobody's really talked about. So it's kind of in line relative to what you're saying about, like, you know, being able to customize, you know, use a tracer on, on other weapons, not just the one you bought. I think that's something we're sort of seeing now with bundles where they're offering more bang for your buck, being able to take certain parts of it and put on other weapons. Mm -hmm. So they're kind of touching on that a bit, which I think is a cool way to be like, yeah, it's COD 2.0, new era for bundles too. Cosmetics have changed. Cool well, opportunity for that. One thing I'll that. say kind of in addition to that is that I do like that we're seeing like different uh, color red dot type deal where like that is transferable between the certain attachments that yes, yeah there's like a red dot there's the Cronin mini pro which is blue dot but like you can change skins on some of those where I think in correct me if I'm wrong where it can transfer like to a different cosmetic color where it's not I still think it'd be way easier if we had like with Modern Warfare 2019 where you had just the reticle customization but yeah. like <laughs> it, it right, kind right. of is that transferable right. thing where we are kind of seeing that it seems like but I don't know. I, yeah, I, I I totally agree with that. But while still on the topic of, of multiplayer a little bit, um, before I forget, looking at something that I don't think people out there really realized or, or predicted, Ranked, which just came out with Season 2, has actually allowed Modern Warfare 2 to surpass Warzone in terms of mm -hmm. Twitch viewership. And I'm one of the first people to tell you, hey, viewership doesn't necessarily define how well the game's doing, right? It does show you popularity a little bit. You know, Twitch is just one platform. YouTube's another. I, I, I'm the first person to tell you, hey, if you're going to say, oh, a game's dead because people aren't, on Twitch aren't watching it, look at how those numbers can be skewed and inflated, right? One big streamer can go live with that game and, and, and that game oh, yeah. be the top of the top of the regime for the day of, of, of games being streamed. I, but you look at, you know, season two that just came out and it's kind of revitalized Warzone. You got Resurgence now. You got good quality life changes. Look at how powerful and, and popular multiplayer still is. I mean, what do you think about that, Jordan? Ranked overtaking Warzone here. That that to me, I, not that I want Warzone to fail or anything, but I love seeing multiplayer get more love, and I love seeing the community oh, interested yeah. in it. I love it. Oh yeah, I I'm a big fan of that actually doing well because I think that 
I feel like the last couple of years have been like trial and error for ranked play, trying to build up something that is very good in a system that is is actually user friendly. Obviously, like we still currently have like cheaters in the top 250 and stuff like that. And you're, <laughs> you're gonna see people that yeah. cheat, which is very uh, surprising that people are paying 70 bucks to cheat and then get banned and then do it again. <laughs> like, you're wasting your money, bro. Yeah, um, I don't understand. But like, I think yeah. that this year is finally a nice. I mean. Obviously, we can still probably make it better in terms of future iterations, but I think that taking the feedback of the last couple of years, they have a product that seems to be working well in regards to competitive players enjoy it. Now, you get down to some of the CDL stuff in terms of, like, control on Fortress. That's not very fun to play, but, like, the, the product of ranked play itself is pretty solid i think at least looking at it from the outside looking in again i haven't just because i've been so busy with everything else just like dmz haven't been able to jump in and grind out ranked play very much so looking forward to it because it's been a long time since i've cared about jumping in and playing ranked play like right. i i did ranked play almost exclusively in black ops 2 because I, I reached master prestige very early on mm. I don't think that I'm ever going to get back to my pinnacle of Masters rank one, but like, <laughs> it's going to be fun. I'm excited to try it out. And it, it's, it's, to me, I think one of the nice things is that we know there's a skill based and ELO system in this, but you know it and you have rewards at the end of the road for it. Mm. Whereas multiplayer, you're just being kind of punished for this fake engagement optimization type of deal. <laughs> so, like, I love seeing a ranked mode thrive for good reasons and for seeing like that people are genuinely interested in it and it's it's nice to to see that now even propel over warzone i don't know that i would have ever anticipated that especially with how big warzone has been in the past warzone 2 not necessarily in the best place at its launch can it get better absolutely is it something where maybe people are burnt out on warzone Maybe, but it is still something that power of free to play, seeing a paid experience propel over top of that is just, I think, a good indication as to where the mode is and where it can go. So I I like it. Again, you like you think? said, it's not everything in terms of viewership, but mm. it's it's mm. nice. Yeah. You, do you think that the, the ranked mode released at the perfect time with season two, or do you think it would have benefited more being at launch? I'm always going to be the guy that says it should be at launch. That's just Agreed, me personally. Yeah. I uh, I think that you'd have a lot more grind. You'd have a lot more people genuinely like grinding out the game and staying. I feel like again, if you have this thing where it offers up some some like something at the end of the road, some sort of uh, reason to keep playing, you're going to have more engagement organically. Like I feel like stringing people along seasonally is something that. At this point, especially, is gimmicky. Because, like, people see that in Season 1, we didn't really have anything. There was no real reason to play. You come back, and now, yes, we do have ranked play at Season 2, which is awesome. But I think if it, was, if it was there from the beginning, you'd have people fighting for these top 250 spots, that top number one spot, mm -hmm. from the beginning. So you'd have people organically the entire time instead of just peaks and valleys. I, I completely agree with that. I, I, you know, I, I get that there could be an argument of like, oh, let's, let's stretch things out a little bit and, and you know, uh, spread things out. I'm one to say, yeah, let's spread some reasonable things out, right? For example, Reloaded, uh, or the beginning of a season doesn't need to have the raid. Save that for Reloaded. Or the beginning of the season doesn't need to have, you know, a, a, an event with challenges. Say, give the mid-season more love with stuff like that. But in, in regards to ranked, I, I certainly think because Treyarch has done i mean the first iteration of rank for a modern warfare game and on top of that did it for vanguard 
I think they, like you said, found the formula that works. Activision loves it, and they're probably going to keep adapting that same formula year after year now, which means it probably opens up the door to seeing it during the launch window. Season one, the latest, not after New Year's, but... Uh, I hope it's already. I really thought they would have launched it earlier because of the CEO yeah. launching earlier this year. Right, right. Would have really thought so. Really thought that too. I I was convinced are. they were going to do that, and I'm like, oh, CDL Mosbay got delayed, and maybe during the January drought they just drop rank, you know, t- as something. You know, season two got delayed, but as something in January, give us rank, but that got delayed too. Uh, I know, Vajari <laughs> uh, and I have seen lots of comments about this. I want to get his thoughts on it first. Isn't it funny? I, all I've been seeing all over Twitter and YouTube comments is that the part of the base game, right? The premium COD this year, the part that has the most content and grind and end game is ranked. That was developed by Treyarch. The most amount of rewards and things you can go for <laughs> wasn't even made by Infinity Ward. It's by Treyarch. So majority, we were talking about this off stream, but I mean, real quickly, what are your thoughts on on that aspect of it too? It's like Treyarch had to come in and drop this entire system. Uh, that seems to have more value for some people than, like, the Mastery Camel grind. What would you say? I mean, yeah, just looking at all the rewards we can get, you know, we're talking about Operator Skins, you know, exclusive ones for being in Top 250, Top 1. Uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of cool showboat showboatsy type stuff there, for, and a lot of people care about that, especially in the rank community. Obviously, there's a lot of egos involved in uh, CDL and everything. Like, uh, So I think, I think it's really cool that... <laughs> I just, or it's really cool or really sad that Treyarch's the one that has to, to kind of step in and do that. It only makes you more hopeful for, you know, next year's Call of Duty and then the year after that because this is kind of like, you know, they, they've, they've, they've done it the past few years, but I feel like they're they're going to have this sort of reward system set up from now on because of how well it's been received and the, the kind of the community around it. Uh, now because I also I think the past few years of CDL um, has also been kind of growing it's also been changing people have been getting more accustomed to it the teams the rosters roster mania um, so I think it's in, it's in a really good spot that being said looking at the rewards we get from DMZ with the weapon cases I I don't think the the Sheikah uh, the Sheikah Island weapon cases for DMZ are worth it at all but uh, you know that just shows you the free rewards you can get from ranked play or free rewards you can get from DMZ. Pick your point. <laughs> um, I, uh, I mean, DK knows I'm not a fan of the, the weapon case rewards this time around for Sheikah Island, but that's a whole different conversation. I, one thing that I'd like yeah. To, oh, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. One thing that I'd like to add on top of the fact that, you know, Treyarch made the ranked play, which is booming right now, is that comes back to the whole, uh, like, sort of partition development that I mentioned earlier with... Uh, High Moon making a Sheikah, Raven dealing with Warzone, mm-hmm. Treyarch dealing with Ranked, so like, why can't we get some more multiplayer maps? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, <laughs> not, I, I, I totally see that. It's like, I like where is the focus, right? Infinity Ward, where okay, Infinity Ward? Like, you're doing the raid, you're doing DMZ, uh, maybe not so much. I mean, if, if, if High Moon did a Sheikah Island. I'm confused on it, man. Like, I, I, am, I am too, but Perfect segue. Before we get to that segue, though, I do want to ask, because I know you've worked with CDL before, do you think franchising was a mistake for the CDL? Or do you think it is a step in the right direction for how the structure of the of the, the experience works? Um, and I think there's pros and cons to, to both ways. I think that from a player perspective, I think that it gives stability where there really was none before. Like, to have 
franchising and have like salaried spots that is awesome and you have it at a level where it is it's truly supportive of being able to live but also it can be incredibly lucrative too ah, but yeah. at the same time you're also not including a large majority of a community that could play through open bracket and then get a chance to make a name for themselves now you have an entire system through like challengers that it is possible but it's just so much more prolonged and it's not it doesn't have that initial like just spark theory kind of behind it where a team can blow up overnight type of deal. Yeah. So I think yeah. that on both sides of the spectrum, I think there's pros and cons for both. Um, I like that it's getting the the adequate push in regards to attention, but at the same time, along with it being something that is a relegated league, it's it's more corporate based, and so therefore there's there's a lot more rigid structure to it where it's it's in the box. You're not going to see as much I don't know, I don't know the, I don't know the term if I want to use like just crowdfunding for it cuz I don't want to talk monetary aspect but more so like you don't see the community as a whole grow by the community kind of deal. Yeah, that makes no, sense. No, I totally I totally get that. No, it's yeah. a, that's well, a last answer. thing about CDL and then we'll, yeah. we'll move on. How do you feel about uh scum retiring? Oh, dude, that that just makes me one feel old and sad because like I remember being in high school yeah. and hearing him first, like his come up. Like Same, that dude. makes dude. Same. It, talk about. I mean, there's been a couple of people like that throughout COD history, but like that one was wild. Like that, and especially mid season like that. Like it was. You you knew he wanted to keep going you knew that it was going to be bittersweet no matter what so like even by the end of the year you're like oh man it is going to be crying to the club here but like to drop it on the random day that they did after was that major one like that was just out of nowhere that was, <laughs> yeah because i mean no it was it was, it was during major the was qualifiers or he played one match i think it was two, <laughs> i forget when it was exactly my concept of time just doesn't exist I'm in my office at my desk for 10 hours a day. I don't know what day it is. Um, yeah. But, like, yeah, I mean, just just random like that, dude. That that made it so much more, like, oh, my God. This this hurts. So, yeah. I mean, yeah, following and watching him for the last 10 years has just been, and with so many other people to see this the scene grow, it's been a treat. So, like, when a pillar of what grew the community steps down, it's definitely bittersweet. Mm -hmm. Oh, I completely agree. I mean, it, it's it's sad to see that. I mean, I know people were making jokes like, "Oh, did he lose fulls? But I don't for two that bad that it made him retire." I think no. I just I I think he genuinely felt like you know in his heart it was the right time, and and you know it, it is what it is. But mm -hmm. um, he's doing it, great. He's doing great on Twitch now. He is. Oh my god, I love yeah, to see that. Feeling it. The watch parties get more viewers than the actual <laughs> thing. Yeah, I saw that. So. Hey, and honestly, like, yeah. and the production value of that is incredible. Like, yeah. it's not yeah. just. I have it pulled open right here. Yeah, I would say yeah. the production value of what they're doing is awesome. Like, they're making it a genuine show, which is, mm -hmm. I love it. I love it. Yep. Fantastic. He's still, like, involved in COD. Like, he didn't just, like, step away oh, from yeah. COD and say, yeah, I'm going to go, like, you know, invest or some other things. Like, he's still in the scene just in a different way. I oh, love yeah. that. And, I mean, he to be a full-time creator, I mean, he, he'll nail it. I mean, he, and he already does. I mean, well, it's, uh, it's awesome to see that he he still I mean, is he did a great. He did a great job in the offseason and everything like that. Like, even when right. he... he would take that time to focus on content more like he for the past couple of years has still been crushing it when he could so like now to go full right. steam ahead that's awesome right right um something a little off topic but i i I'm, if i don't bring it up now i'm gonna forget um i wasn't aware jordan that you're a big batman fan i'm like a psycho 
obsessed Batman fan. <laughs> and it literally killed me when I woke up to the news that Kevin Conroy passed away a few months oh, ago. Dude, and I'm yeah, like, right? dude, I was crushed. So with that, will you at all have interest in the Suicide Squad game coming out? Because it is Kevin's last uh, appearance as Batman. I feel like I got to pick it up. I haven't, yeah. I haven't really played uh, many of the recent Batman games just because, like, I don't know why. But yeah, I, I feel like I definitely should pick it up just just yeah. for the king. Oh yeah, did you play Arkham Knight in in twenty fifteen? Yeah. Okay, yeah. So you're, you're you're caught up at least on the the Arkham <laughs> canon because mm -hmm. this, this is the this Top is the lore. yeah Rocksteady's first game since Knight. It's been what, eight years now. It's crazy. So yeah, it, I'm very very intrigued about it. The gameplay yesterday that they showed looked pretty good. Um, right, so have, I was I was out yesterday, so I haven't been able to see it, but I will definitely check yeah, it out. Yeah, it is a four-player co-op game. People out there had, like, a stick up their ass about, oh, there's a battle pass and there's loot. and It's like, who cares? The story's <laughs> going to be awesome. It's four, It's online co-op. It's going to be something different. Third-person shooter. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. It comes out May, I think, what, 26th or, or something like that. Mm, um, nice. I, I'm, I'm actually intrigued for that. But, yeah, no, one day we'll uh, – we got to do maybe a Batman podcast or something talk about some <laughs> – <laughs> talk about some Batman lore. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm super into that stuff. Um, also, there, there's a big topic we'll get into, but I don't know if you guys saw today. Th this was all over Twitter. Treyarch dropped a song on Spotify today out of nowhere. Um, it's called This War Is Mine. Uh, people were tweeting me about it, and it doesn't have lyrics. It's, it's a pretty good just song, but what could that mean? Is this a teaser that they're doing zombies in the supposed COD 2023? Is, is this some mistake? I mean... Very interesting uh, that Treyarch did that today out of nowhere. Um, any thoughts from either of you guys about the war? If we're, is if we're talking 2023, selfishly, I, I kind of don't want them to have to spread it out between two games. I'd kind of just be like, just let's just let's just save it for a, a banger of a 2024. I don't yeah, know if that's yeah. a hot a hot uh, a hot take or not. Like I don't know if that's something that others will disagree on. But like I feel like. If you have an awesome experience, don't try and spread it out across two years. Yeah, because uh, I feel like you'll you'll dilute the the experience a bit. But right, right. I don't know. That's that's pretty cool. I hadn't seen that again. I was I was out all this morning and, and really Got just it. came back to the desk and just sat down to do the podcast. But I, uh, yeah, I'm that that's cool though. That's awesome. They yeah, haven't done music in how long? I mean, it's been. Uh, did they even drop many songs? Would you remind me now? My memories clouded now they didn't really drop too many songs in cold war either it's been a little while so they dropped actual music yeah I'm you know not, to go I'm with the games like, uh, i never really kept up with that type of stuff but yeah i've seen it right here this war of mine yeah uh Treyarch 2023 very interesting very interesting stuff but good segue though because yesterday jason schreier comes out with some heat over at bloomberg right uh plans for year two expansion of Modern Warfare 2 from Sledgehammer transform into a full premium release, continues the Modern Warfare 2 story, and some Modern Warfare 2 content will carry over. Uh, and the game will be called Modern Warfare Something Something. You know, Charlie Intel was tweeting about that. Jordan, what had what, what have been your thoughts about this very confusing? I mean, we even had a, a discussion about it when the rumors first popped up during Con Next, but what have been your thoughts about this very confusing and ever-changing plot about a new Call of Duty coming out for the 20-year anniversary of the franchise this fall. Uh, it's been a mess to, to, to dissect, but what, what are your thoughts on that so far? My mind is also all over the place. Like, I feel like... Yeah. I feel like a lot of it, and I could be totally off base. Like, again, I don't know what's going on behind the scenes. I feel like it's been very reactionary 
Like, I feel like yeah. maybe the plan was to do two years, maybe, like, to actually... I mean, that always seems so strange to me to begin with, just because, like, Activision love, And I get it. I get it. Who wouldn't love a billion dollars almost guaranteed every year? But, like, from a consumer standpoint, it was nice to finally be like, oh, maybe we'll take some time and, like, regroup, make a, a solid game here out of this and not, like... Because you can absolutely see the effects of developmental rush and crunch. You yeah. can see that year over year. So, like, to take a year off and regroup and regain was definitely, in theory, really cool. But, like, I just... The whole concept of where this came out of with 2023 was just so strange to me. Because, like, I don't know. Would it Was it initially going to be just, like, a, a remastered drop of... 2009 content was it going to be something that was ever more and then of course with the reports that oh yeah we we need to launch something because this isn't gonna this 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 ship isn't gonna last two years um i don't know man i'm i'm really curious i would love to be on the fl uh, fly on the wall behind the scenes um personally for <laughs> me i uh i love the idea of another campaign like addition being added in because i loved modern warfare 2019's campaign i loved modern warfare 2's there's a lot of loose ends, no pun intended. Um, but curious to see where that goes. Um, I also, in this might, again, might be like a hot take or something like that. Even though if it is being developed by Sledgehammer, truly, even though Vanguard wasn't what everybody wanted to be, what everybody wanted it to be, I'm very curious to see what they do with the gameplay loop because I feel like from what we've seen in the past, Sledgehammer very much so wants to nail what the community wants, but they just haven't been dealt the best cards mm -hmm. in terms of, like, development time, in terms of stuff being limited. Um, I can't speak on many examples of what I know, but, like, the one thing that I do recall is that uh, the World War II Prestige Master Rewards, there was oh, way yeah. more stuff that was oh, yeah. planned than what we actually got. That was shut down by Activision. Um then, I mean, like, even just when you consider, like, I mean, they added, what was it, uh, Ninja as a perk? Uh, like, just because based off of community feedback with Vanguard? Trophy system like, as well. Oh, yeah, this is a perk, <laughs> by the way. Yeah. Like, I, I am very excited for that aspect, to see what they change, if they change stuff, and I, I think they will. Like, for just some of the fundamentals that, like, Call of Duty has been known for, like... Oh yeah. Again, you see, oh, yeah. you see Infinity Ward, and they are consistently the only ones that are making Dead Silence a, a field upgrade exclusively, <laughs> taking uh, red yeah. dots off the mini map. Like, I'm curious to see what the game would be like if they have to like make it very similar, but they can still put their own gameplay twists on it. Like, if they same engine doesn't mean same mechanics and stuff like that. It's just is the core tech. But like, I'd be curious to see just how much differentiates, and if they can take what we have with this game and be like, oh yeah. We can make it a little bit better and if people will actually be receptive to it so for that in that aspect kind of again circling back to what's shaped up with 2023 if they can come in and kind of correct course i think i'm okay with it i'd be very curious to see what happens with it but i mean who knows yeah, it's, it's really interesting looking at the Jason Schreier report and how he said, okay, now Activision has this plan to say we're only going to do Black Ops and Modern Warfare games, which I get from a business standpoint, the most successful like sub-series of Call of Duty, right? But 
it's like, okay, can we still have games called something else that just take place in the Black Ops Modern Warfare universe? Can we do that? Or did Vanguard truly stain the idea and perception that you can have a Call of Duty not called Black Ops or Modern Warfare and it could still do well? Like, I wonder how that goes. I think it, yeah. I think it's a little deeper than that. I don't think it necessarily was just Vanguard. I think, and I will stand by this theory that, again, I don't know, but I think that it was truly just a, a circumstantial thing where Vanguard was destined to fail from the beginning. Sure, I mean, sure. They got, they got pulled off of Cold War, had to completely then turn around and make something in a year, a year and a half, two right. years or something like that. Not and then time. so they took the base. My theory is they took the base of World War II. It was like, okay, we know what we're doing with this. We already have a lot of the core tech done. We already have a lot of the, the core... Uh, I guess like textures, weapons, maps, assets, stuff like that, that you can just build off of kind of a, an expansion. Sure, sure. Um, and then they drop Vanguard and then in theory, they'd have to drop and then or ship and then drop that and move on to modern warfare three, let's call it. So mm. like in that sense, it didn't have any lead time. It didn't have any post development time. Um, and so it was just kind of there. I think Vanguard inconsequential to that. I think that though the last, 10 years you look at any game that wasn't modern warfare black ops wasn't it, <laughs> it didn't perform up to standard so yeah, was, yeah yeah no, I, I think I, that you truly can take it more so from just the front facing what sells perspective mm -hmm. and that i think makes a little more sense to me no yeah i i do agree with that too i i just would hate to see some type of burnout where everyone's like oh another black ops another modern warfare uh, but maybe people really won't care and they'll buy it anyway which is probably what activision has data that proves, but I, I would hate to see both of those names be tarnished because now they're like, oh yeah, there'll be no CODs aside from these two. That's all you're getting. Like maybe people yeah. will just accept that. But uh, the funny thing with the report too is that it says now the plan is to give each game two years of support, but it's like, what does that really mean when you think about it? Because the only games that have gotten multiple years of DLC has been Black Ops 3, Modern Warfare 19, and Cold War, right? With maps, weapons, modes, bundles, whatever. And with the way this Modern Warfare 3 game looks like now is since it's not just a DLC pack you're buying, it's a separate game. Does that mean the whole two years of support model that they're working with now? Does that mean like Black Ops 2024 comes out, but then in 2025, a game that's called Black Ops something something then drops that serves as like the expansion to the game that previously came out. I wonder if that's what they mean by two years or do they actually mean like the next Black Ops game will get a big DLC in 2025, a Chronicles 2, or, you know, be able to remaster an MP. I, I really do wonder um, what that statement means now. Like we, can all, we can obviously theorize about it now, but I'm really curious, especially if the Microsoft deal goes through, what this all looks like, because all this could be completely scrapped and, and changed in the next year if Microsoft takes over. But, uh, I, uh, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if it's kind of a similar situation, though, where that's the plan, but if they stick to it is another question. Because uh -huh. I feel like, again, if they were serious about Modern Warfare 2 being a two-year game, for whatever reason, it does not seem like it's going to last like that. And as evidenced as such with the new reports that we're getting another game this upcoming year, I mean, maybe it's the same sort of thing where they expect Treyarch to deliver a two-year game and then just something in 2025 happens where they're like, oh, well, got to put something else out. So like I yeah. I wouldn't be surprised because yeah. there is so much stuff that the public isn't privy to and so much that like does change. It's uh -huh. it's all moving targets. So like I wouldn't be surprised if that's the case, but again, I'd be really curious to see how 2 years works though selfishly. I do love that boost in viewership and subscriber gain oh, every single yeah. uh, oh October, God. November, December, but like I don't know, man. 
I, the future is weird, and the more I think about it, the more I'm like, I understand nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I keep giving the, the comparison to, like, Miles Morales, right? It's a game built on the same engine of technology as Spider-Man PS4, but it's a separate game. It's a spinoff with its own story, but it's still sold separately, even though it's kind of, like, the same mm -hmm. thing. So that's what I always looked at. at, at that's what I always looked at Jupiter as, right? This code name for this project that, that the press has reported on. But, uh... Fajardi, I want to get your thoughts on this one now because this has been a, a fun discussion uh, off screen too. With the way Modern Warfare 2 has been handled, do you think right now the game in its current state is already doomed to the point where it would not at all be smart for Activision to be like, yeah, for the 20 year anniversary of COD, we're going to not drop a new game. We're going to just update Modern Warfare 2 when look at how slow the momentum is right now. Look at the drop off this game already has. Does it even make sense to be like, oh yeah, by the way, guys, it's a two year game? They probably would have confirmed that already back at like cod next or, or yeah. season one like do you think the game's already in a, in a stage where it's like we need a new game like <laughs> we're already at that, that that drop off point where it's like we need a new cod what, what, what do you think about I think, I think a lot of people might be thinking that um yeah definitely with the the drought we experienced last month where people are like oh we thought this was cod 2.0 we thought everything was gonna be different now and i feel like some people are even looking ahead to the next game especially with all these leaks that have that have came out um it's just it's just one of those things where it's just the COD cycle. Everyone hates what we currently have, and then they're waiting for the next thing. And then the next thing comes out, we hate that, but we like what we had a year ago. It's just it's just the the same the same thing repeating itself. And I really don't see Activision skipping out on a on a free Billy, on a free Billy goat. Yeah. Uh, just because it's the twentieth, I mean, because it's the twentieth anniversary of COD, we're gonna do something different. I. Yeah, they're not they're not skipping out on any dollars. I can assure you that. Um, and now we know that's confirmed now because obviously we've seen all the evidence here um, of a new COD codenamed Jupiter, like you said. Um, very curious to see how they're going to market this going forward because if it was like it was an expansion, but now it's a full game. But how are they going to market expansion as a full title? It's going to be interesting. I'm and I'm and I'm here for it. It's very almost like they should have waited until Black Ops 2024 to say, okay, this is a new era of COD, COD 2.0. It's almost like they should have waited for that game because that game seems like it'll have the most time in the oven. But, Jordan, what are your thoughts on how they market this now? One, from a standpoint of it's a sledgehammer-led project and they kind of dropped the ball a couple times in a row and people are not having it with them. And two, calling it Mono War for something something if Mono War for 2 already has a stained rep right now in its current state with the, the lack of content. It's like, how do you market this now? That's an interesting way to think about, like, will there be, you know, the expected viewership boost and hype pre-launch? Will it be a Vanguard situation where there really isn't that much of that because of those, those circumstances now? Will there be that momentum leading up to uh, this new project? I mean, what would you say about that one? Uh, for the, the sledge part of it first, uh, the first thing that I am really curious on is I would be... And I don't think we're going to see it particularly with this year. But, like, I don't write Sledge off uh, personally just because we haven't seen them have a complete project where they had right, a full right. developmental window since Advanced Warfare. World War II was, for a ton of rumors, meant to be an Advanced Warfare 2, which yeah. then they shifted after uh, Infinite Warfare absolutely flopped. Uh, by comparison, again, good game, I think, if it wasn't a Call of Duty. Um <laughs> you you yeah. have that with World War II. You then have Vanguard again, which them taking off, being taken off of uh, Black Ops Cold War, uh, and then having to turn around a product like that. Like that didn't have enough time to bake. It didn't have enough time or support afterwards because they're having jumped to this. So in regards to that, I don't know that 
Sledge is too much of a an issue from what we see because we haven't really seen them particularly be able to give their all kind of and like mm. the one thing that i always appreciate with sledge is that they seem to be the most communicative of the developmental studios like they're always on reddit they're always replying to people on twitter um so in that sense love that excited for actual communication again um if they can again as i mentioned a couple of minutes ago like nail out and hammer down some of the um some of the things that we don't quite like about modern warfare 2 i think that it can be something that is a, a pretty solid game fundamentally speaking just some of those basic things that we for whatever reason took away within this game um but then when you come back to the name of modern warfare 3 just in theory uh i think that no matter what the modern warfare name is going to sell i think to the general public i don't think that the the regular people that just see that branding of oh modern warfare 3 like on a billboard or something like that I don't think that they're going to be phased by the fact that Modern Warfare 2 to us wasn't the game that we wanted. Mm. I think that the people that are impressionable to that branding of just Modern Warfare are going to be like, oh, cool, another Modern Warfare game. And so therefore, they'll start to get interested in it. They'll follow it just like the cycle always dictates. So in that regard, I think that that's kind of one of the saving graces as to why they may be sticking with the Modern Warfare <laughs> Black Ops names is because yeah. they will sell. So... I think in that regard, kind of combining the two here, I think that there's potential, but I mean, I've, I feel jaded from this past year. So like me personally, as somebody that follows the game daily, I'm skeptical. Like I'm going to go in expecting to get hurt. So in that regard, that if I don't, <laughs> it's great. But like to the general, the general player base, the ones that don't watch YouTube videos, that don't seek out more information on Call of Duty that are just... They just know the name Call of Duty, Modern Warfare, and that it's an FPS game. I, I think to them, it's it's indifferent. I think that it's just going to be another title. Very, very good response. I mean, looking at kind of where the community is at right now, it's like, okay, I'm really curious how they'll respond to the marketing of this game, especially if they're like, hey, it's a love letter to OG Modern Warfare 2. You know, day one, you're going to have every 2009 Modern Warfare 2 map in multiplayer that might actually uh, build up an amount of hype we haven't seen in a long time. So that's that's going to be cool to see. But My hot take with that is, uh, and, and this might get me yelled at, but I don't care. Um, I think that if we had a faithful remaster for Modern Warfare 2 today, people would hate it. I, I, that I've said that too. That game yeah. so broken. Yeah. That's what made it fun. But if you look at how many people myself included lose their lid over just the wildest imbalances with weapon yeah, balancing yeah. and stuff like that on a more basic level, then you add in the commando lunge, the, the one man army noob tubes, the just brokenness of some of the weapons mm -hmm. dog people would lose their mind. <laughs> I, I, I've been saying That's that too. Hot like, take. I, yeah, I, I'd say it, I, I wouldn't even consider that a hot take. Honestly, I think it's just, it's just, it's looking back at call of duty 2009 without, nostalgia goggles and being like okay this is actually what the mm -hmm. experience was <laughs> so with that though I'm, you know going oh go ahead i was gonna say i'm more concerned about uh if say say this next call of duty coming out is you know a love letter to mw2 it's all the remastered maps how do they do post loss content for that when people today are already like oh we got no new multiplayer for this season if, are they only going to add remastered maps throughout the season? Or yeah, model for three twenty eleven maps. Like you'd have to add in original <laughs> stuff eventually, if not right at launch as well. Uh, because, like, I mean, Modern Warfare Two had DLC, but not to the degree of like the standard 
correct me if I'm wrong, four packs. I think there's like what three that we saw. It might have been two or three. three. Yeah, it was like three. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Um. So like, there's obviously going to be more of a gap there than what we've seen previously. Um. And so I feel like you'd have to at least fill that up with some originals, but also like, I mean. Modern Warfare Remastered as a great example, I think. I enjoyed that game a lot. I enjoyed it thoroughly, but, like, it's also a case of, okay, I played this eight, ten years ago already. Like, why... Yeah, what am, why what's keeping me here? Why should I get excited about a DLC pack that I know exactly what it's going to be like? like that's that why, yeah. Game, you know? that's, that's why a new campaign and then, like, a zombies of some sort So I would, I would be, be entirely okay with them dropping all the base maps from Modern Warfare 2009, but I also would want more original stuff. Cause like, again, at the same time, it's just, okay, you're selling me the same thing that I played at, at this point, 14 years ago. Mm -hmm. This could be complicated, but what if new maps that get developed and are ready for launch next year are dropped for Modern Warfare 2 and COD 2023, let, we'll just call it Jupiter for now, that game gets, you know, remasters so for example let's say the season one roadmap that, that, that gets revealed in in november let's say or, or december coming up that roadmap has a list of new maps and it's all from modern warfare 2 here's modern warfare 3 2011 maps for cod 2023 and then there's like whatever else but what if they do plan to keep modern warfare 2 active and like supported being yeah being updated alongside mm -hmm. cod 23 which the game's only purpose is remastered content to celebrate 20 years of cod and then, you know, both games get support. And that's how it's considered a quote-unquote expansion, but still, like, its own game that sits at, like, the COD HQ menu right now alongside MW2 Warzone yeah. 2. It's its own game I, right there. Maybe that's that'd something. Be, that'd be interesting, but I feel like I feel like that from a simple uh, data retention aspect of it, like, to pull player numbers for investors and stuff, I feel like they'd shoot themselves in the foot with that. Like, I feel uh, like yeah. they're willingly splitting the player base at that point which again maybe there's enough people that just truly are like i'm done with this game get me on to the next one but at the same time <laughs> i don't i don't know that that would i i feel like i feel like that'd be really cool absolutely like to have a modern warfare 2 and a modern warfare 3 type of remastered sense but like yeah i don't know i feel like i feel like that after infinite warfare and modern warfare remastered activision has just always been like you can drop some stuff here and there, but do not split that player base. And I feel like that's why we don't see even as many, like, just regular modes in the primary game is because it splits mm. up the player base so much to have matchmaking across 30 different game modes. But, like, I, that'd be that'd be interesting. I, I would, if somebody brought a proposition to me, like, here's how this would work, like, just laid out, I would absolutely love to hear that. Summer 16 hit so different because of that split player base where, like, the entire year they were making it very clear. It was Black Ops 3 Year 2, it was Infinite Warfare, and Modern Warfare 1 Remastered. All three games getting support. I actually liked that because I was playing all of them for the most part. Maybe less IW, mm -hmm. but I, I was like, okay, you know, I, whatever. But today, maybe by today's standards, like, yeah, we can't do that no more because of the Warzone integration all that. But I did check. Modern Warfare 2 only had two map packs okay. in 2010. I, saying, I knew it was two or three. I knew it wasn't four. But. So it looks like each map pack came with five maps, though. So you still got 10 yeah. multiplayer maps added. That's interesting. Um, but to your point earlier about Sledgehammer not being written off, I, I want to give it a chance, too. I want to see what they can pull out with uh, a full, fully developed game that gets cooked all the way. There's already a statement, though, that Jason Schreier included in his report that Sledgehammer is already concerned with developmental issues. That's why Trek yeah. and Infinity Ward are helping with it. 
And I'm like, damn, that's unfortunate that even Sledgehammer right now is like, we already didn't have time to make Vanguard or this game. I, saying, so I, I feel like that's what it is, is it just, it they had to ship Vanguard and then immediately jump to making another game that would have to be in a playable yeah. state a little over a year later. Like, So we might not see them actually make a project that is theirs and gets three, four years of support until like 2026, 7, 8, I mean, who knows? Yeah, Which is unfortunate. Like it's unfortunate to, to think about that for Sledgehammer's sake. Uh, but... Overall, this project's going to be really interesting. I'm very curious. I know there was even a data breach, I think, a week ago. Or it happened in December, but we didn't see it publicly until a week ago. Somehow, uh, somebody was slick enough to, like, get into somebody's, uh, what is it? Their, their Slack uh, behind the scenes. Yeah, they, uh, they got fished. They got fished. And not only did, was there info there about like a Jupiter alpha in, in June or something, which probably just means like a behind the scenes thing. It's not for us. I, I would, yeah. I would absolutely bet that's an internal when they bring it in consultants be. and outside mm -hmm. QA. Right. Right. There's that. Then there was, uh, you know, obviously the release dates of certain things with, with Jupiter that I know Tom Henderson reported on with insider gaming, like November 10th, full release date. We're going to see a campaign early access period. We're going to see a beta for the game's multiplayer. So it's like, okay, if it's a beta for the game's multiplayer, it has to be original maps, right? Are they going to have a beta for remastered maps? Maybe, but cool that there's campaign early access. Yeah, coming. Never thought of that. yeah that, that's something weird thing to think about. It's like, okay, there's campaign early access. So there is a new story coming. I'm excited about that. But uh, before we move on here, what are your thoughts, both of you on, these late betas. I'm not a fan of seeing a multiplayer beta in October. I would like to see them like early September so they have enough time to like implement feedback. But with that leaked release date, how do you feel about another MP beta coming like really late in October, right before launch? That's according to the Tom Henderson dates that came out. I um I obviously would like it way sooner rather than later, just because that obviously then gives more time for developmental feedback to be implemented. Um and also, I mean like the things we've seen in the past with with betas that we've had some that are too close like the one that i always reference is the infinite warfare beta that was a demo that was not a beta that was a demo that was the, oh yeah that game went gold like as the as the beta ended because it it yeah. launched a week Literally. and a half or two weeks later so like it was a demo uh we've had games where there has been genuine feedback implemented but like i think that it really comes down to what studio it is because sometimes that feedback may be inconsequential. Like it might be something uh -huh. that we we say, hey, like add this in, and we may have ample amount of time to do that. But like, if they do it, that's not up to us. <laughs> yeah. So right, right. I would love to see it earlier, just for the sake of potentially seeing that change. Uh, from an eager player, I also I'm like, oh, this is cool. I don't have to wait three months until I get to play the game again. But I, at the same time, like it's that it's that sweet spot of like you definitely need to have the time to implement it but also you don't want it too far out mm -hmm. yeah right. exactly my thoughts i think uh there's there's a there's a point in time where it's like it's too when it's too close you can't really do much but if it's too far i mean i guess you can really never have too much time to kind of sort of fix the game but i feel like the past few betas have kind of been almost just like marketing more than mm -hmm just like we want to actually fix the game let's iron out the bugs i think even more so of just oh there's a beta weekend everyone pre-order everyone go play it what um, i appreciated was the uh and i wish that it wasn't console exclusive i appreciated the play um the uh cold war alpha because that was actual yeah. mp it wasn't 
it wasn't 2v2 gunfight. It wasn't Champion Hill in some, like, gimmicky mode that, like, is going to get forgotten about. Gunfight obviously <laughs> wasn't, but, like, Champion Hill wasn't supported after That's that unfortunate, man. That was so, so unfortunate. like, when you have an alpha, you have essentially two major playtests with the large population of players. And you can make adequate feedback early on, but also use it as a marketing tool. Like, I, I appreciated the fact that we got genuine multiplayer for a weekend out of that. So mm. I would love for them to also start incorporating alphas to, to a degree, communally uh, integrate other players' feedback and, and people of the community's opinions. Um, obviously, you're building a game that extends way past just the YouTube audiences that you'll see of creators and, and, and commenters and viewers. But like to be able to be hands-on like that, I feel like there's no harm in, in getting more feedback rather than less. Yeah, not for sure for sure uh with yeah with that in mind i'm like well they're gonna be treating this new project like a typical cod if it's gonna have campaign early access a beta whatever it's gonna be interesting to see how they how they really uh launch off the ground with with whatever this game is but also with this data breach that this phishing incident uh a lot of information about even modern warfare 2 and upcoming seasons got posted so it looks like the plan, at least since December, has always been to do about three multiplayer maps tops per season, which is a little unfortunate, considering how much more MP content we saw in Cold War, I think a little bit of MW19. Obviously, the dates that were pulled for upcoming seasons are off because they didn't account for the two-week delay that Season 2 got. But you look at the roadmap, right, for... <laughs> every future season it says season three will have three core maps i guess two now because one of them is coming in season two reloaded four gunfight maps raid number three a new spec ops operation that's good at least they're you know throwing some support for spec ops two new operators one license i guess we're gonna be seeing a, a celebrity crossover each season according to that to that information um and then again same kind of deal for seasons four five and what could be a six Season six, according to this data, does exist. But I wonder if because plans change for Jupiter, will there not be a season six now? I, I really wonder because season be five. it's consolidated since yeah. we're running out of time too at that point. I'd say, yeah, I consolidated to the five seasons, which will kind of give the perception that there's more content being added. Because it seems like, you know, Vanguard only got five seasons because that game just needed to be over with. Um, they were ready to move on. But for Mono Warfare 2 to get just five seasons would only make sense in the regard that, yeah, they're kind of running out of time. They want to get Jupiter out. Uh, and the, the, people have been on the edge of their seats for more content. Might as well just, you know, consolidate it to, to this. But uh, are you happy Gunfight's coming back, Jordan? I, I mean, lo, lo, looks oh, yeah. like, it looks I, like we're I'm, finally I'm seeing that. I'm excited for that because it's been, it's been, I mean, mentioned to us behind the scenes since June. So oh, I'm yeah. just excited to see that it was finally confirmed. I, I mentioned it in my video yesterday. I so badly... Just, like, I have one hope for Gunfight. Not that it, like, comes back or whatever. Like, uh, it's obviously happening. Gunfight 2v2 is what we know of. I want face-off. That is yeah. one way that I think you bolster out the 6v6 offering because you introduce what that rumor says is four small maps a season, and it's just chaos. Like, that's your shipment 24-7, yeah. your shoot-outs 24-7, but, like, as a stable rotation of maps that are just as small. Like, that is a great way, I think, that you keep those... Uh, like regular rotations of modes going, but you also have something that's always there and it's not just two maps for those people that really just want the chaos and to, to grind out camos, do challenges. Is, like that kind of stuff is 
perfect for that. Cold War, that when I played MP in Cold War, that is what I played was Face Off. So like, give me it back. Yeah, <laughs> right on, right on. And uh, Mr. Fajardi, what are your thoughts on what looks like this information that it's outdated by now, but confirmation since December that the multiplayer offering was always pretty scarce uh, from the get-go, like in terms of 6v6 and, and, you know, and even Spec Ops at least is getting support now for season three onward, it looks like. But um, what are your thoughts on this, on this, uh, the schedule that came out? I mean, it kind of just confirms what we talked about at the start that, you know, they kind of just been focusing on, uh, on Warzone, especially with, with season two and looking at the season two roadmap. It, it seems like that was, that always was the plan to have Warzone front and center and then MP sort of just get the trickle-down uh, effects, remaster, yada, whatever whatever the case may be. Um, so, I mean, I guess it's not really too surprising it's like that because it was like that for, you know, for Vanguard. So people are kind of like used to it now, but people weren't expecting it to be like that for MW2 because of COD 2.0 and all these big titles and big words, big marketing words <laughs> that, that yeah. kind of like fell flat for a lot of people i think but yeah you know what's weird to me though is that each of these seasons that are upcoming as it says here in the schedule each of them say we're getting a couple new uh battle maps each each of these seasons and i'm like do you think there is still a healthy player count for ground war and invasion for them to justify adding more battle maps unless it really just says more almazra regions over the next few months but uh either one of you have thoughts on that like do you do you guys play any ground war to, no. to where you can ground hmm. war? I yeah, I'll still play ground war. I also don't expect them to do anything other than Almazra regions, just mm -hmm. because like that's for Modern Warfare 2019. Cold War was the the scrapped uh, Blackout 2.0 map yeah, that they yeah. used as fire yeah. team. Um, that kind of stuff. I mean, outside of was it arms races? What it was called in Vanguard. Outside of that, every other map that we've seen for those like large experiences were made from yeah. what would be a war zone project, like. Warzone right. style, like a world esque map. Right. Um, so I don't see them taking anything and making like a unique ground war map. I think that we're just going to still still see that coming from uh, Almazra, maybe Ashika Island, um, but I, I don't see too much development going outside of just partitioning locations. Mm -hmm. Surprised we haven't seen Ashika cut up into into some pieces for six v six or uh, or ground war as well. I think people would. I mean, Ashika it itself. Could, never know. There was a leak a while ago that Ashika would support ground war yeah. in the future too. So yeah, from that internal internal yeah. presentation. Yeah, that was that was definitely something. But um, yeah, no. Overall though, with, with COD, COD's a very interesting state right now. Um, kind of segueing into some some off topic things to kind of wrap up uh, the episode. Uh, any? Yeah, I got to uh, get going soon. So. Yeah, yeah. Let, let, let's do that. <laughs> uh, we we catch up on this topic like once a year, Jordan. But uh, thoughts on the new verification method of twitter <laughs> i'm giving up dude i don't care <laughs> <laughs> i was yeah i was asking about that because i'm like last time we, we did a pod i think at that stage we were both dealing with like our 10th or 11th denials uh with the verification and now they've completely just overhauled that whole system where now none of that matters and now you just pay for it and that's it there's no yeah. way to get and that to me is like i don't it it dilutes almost entirely the point of being verified i think it's like <laughs> yeah. it's supposed to it's supposed to tell like it's supposed to be a profile tell that you're somebody prominent in your field somebody that like so like just you can make a fake account and verify it. like what 
Like, I, how does that make any sense? Like, I, yeah, I, I, I it just like it that. defeats the entire purpose. So for me, I just don't care anymore. Like, I, right, right, not gonna pay the money. Not gonna, not gonna even attempt to like try and get like business verification or whatever. And also, I heard that the, the hilariously ironic part to me was that they put out that report that it was like they're selling it to companies for like fifteen grand or something a month, which is like, I get that's geared towards like corporate america that is just throw money at the wall like a burning type of deal <laughs> wipe your ass and so with like it, yeah. good on you to get the companies that'll do that but like the irony of it is that they revamped the entire verification system under the excuse that it was something that people in twitter was selling it for like five thousand dollars verification each yeah now it's so like triple that it, it's oh god i don't what <laughs> i yeah I don't so get like, it either. I don't get it either. I don't care. It's just hilariously ironic to me. It, like, is, it is. It doesn't. I don't get it. All you had to do was just open it more for creators. I feel like creators are one of few occupations that had the least accessibility with verification. So you just needed to open that more and 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 strip it away from people who did exploits to get it. Um, but now it's just it's just stupid. But funny, I know we talked about this at next. You're still trying to get the espresso handle on Twitter, right? Is that something that you're still uh, looking into? I would like it. I I don't think that it's ever going to happen. I've again since stopped just because like the yeah. guy who owns it is is actually active on Twitter and he okay. actually okay. is pretty. He's pretty uh, he's pretty notable. He works at Apple, so like okay, I'm not getting that. <laughs> the one oh, that I, I was I disappointed see. with. The one I was disappointed with is that I, I was in just because like channel size they'll they'll give uh, certain features early as like hey get in on this before somebody else can in this case re reserve your name. Whenever they changed to the the like at handles on on YouTube, I was in on the early like release of that and I still couldn't get espresso. It got I had it got the same problem. Taken up by somebody. I was like what? I don't get How? that either. I. I got also got some early whatever option for it, and I tried DK Dynamite, and it said that it was taken by an account that's been inactive since 2014, and I'm like, what? And and yeah, I, yeah. so I got I just settled for DK Dynamite one, but on Twitter, I mean, I have my LLC, I have my trademark, I I filed a complaint with Twitter. I'm like, can I get the DK Dynamite handle on Twitter? And it took them, I think, about a year. They finally got back to me the other day saying, yeah, we've suspended the original DK Dynamite Twitter account, which was also inactive since like 2012. It was a dead account. But I'm like, wait, you suspended it, but I can't, now I can't click on the handle. I can't use that handle yeah. until who knows when. So that's another problem. I was waiting for the suspension to like lift and the account just goes blank. Then I could maybe get the handle. But I find that really funny that it's, I don't know why it's complicated. If you have the trademark LLC, why can't you just get yeah. in? I don't, I don't know, but um, I remember I contacted YouTube about the handle thing and they said, yeah, sorry, we can't do anything about that. It's first dibs for older accounts, but I'm like the older accounts inactive. So, I mean, I, I don't care anymore. I'm just whatever. It's not, it just doesn't, it just doesn't make sense. But yeah, um, I, I think in my case, I, that account also is active. So like, I, I mean, just yeah. luck of the draw. The one that I found out <laughs> I can get a while ago is Twitch. And so like, oh, I'm, par okay. I'm part of, I'm partly like, yeah, maybe I'll do it. But like having only one handle different is weird to me. Like it just isn't clean branding, but yeah, it, it yeah, it's it's it. <laughs> unfortunately, something we have to deal with when our when our, our names are like related to uh, other things or, or whatnot. But yeah. uh, last thing before we wrap up, what are your thoughts on, or what were your thoughts on Ant Man and the Wasp 
Quantumania that came out oh, uh, I, last I, week. Hot take, I enjoyed it. I, I didn't go in expecting it to be this groundbreaking experience. I just went in just mm. to watch a movie, and that's how I enjoyed it. Same. I, uh, I liked more of, like, I knew that it was, it's it's a universe-building movie. It's not something that's meant to be, like, it's not it's not a pinnacle. It's, to me, the start of something new. Like, it's, mm. it's, it's the valley building up. And I think that whenever you put it, like, you frame it in that perspective, I think that it makes more sense. And so I, I loved what they did setting up um, Kang and, again, spoiler-free, what, what you see towards the end of the film and uh, maybe into the credits. Uh, so I'm excited for what's upcoming. I think there's some cool projects in the MCU that I'm definitely looking forward to, some that are way closer than others, like uh, uh, some of the stuff upcoming this year, again, without any spoilers tying into what comes back. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, I... <laughs> I, I enjoyed it for what it was. I know that it's gotten a, a bad rap, uh, bad rep for a number of different reasons. I know that uh, one of the things that was, I think one of the main complaints was the uh, visual effects. I didn't look too deep. I mean, I'm sure if I watch it back and like really look to, to find things, I would absolutely find them. But just again, casually viewing, I was like, it's, it's a movie. It's good. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed it. It was fun. Kept it's me entertained. Film. It's enjoyable. Well, I definitely, I definitely feel the same. It's just, uh, it's just a good. I, there's some funny parts in there. I never really saw some. I never uh, really looked at something when I was in the. I was like, that looks bad in terms of special effects. Oh, CGI, yeah, yeah, good yeah. across the board. I um, the the, uh, the Modoc stuff was hilarious, but like, <laughs> the, I, it's it almost toes the line of trying to be bad in a funny way, but also like you're like. Was this a, a serious set design? Like, <laughs> yeah, so I, get I, that. I get that. I, I mean, the comic book character, yes, he's more menacing, but like the idea of it is hilarious to me. Mm. No, definitely, definitely. I I went into it with, with I because I, I looked at the second Ant Man movie as just world building. I liked the first one a lot, but the second one didn't feel like it was a solid sequel. It felt more like a a, a movie that was just furthering the the you know the infinity saga so but the third one i i went in and I, I i had a good time i enjoyed it i thought i thought it was it was it was a solid movie but like you said too it, its purpose more was definitely towards world building and setting up the new oh, yeah. dynasty as they say in the marketing for it but um yeah i mean i haven't been on that hate train lately it's like all oh, the mcu fell off and it's mid and it's dead since endgame like i've went into each project tv show or movie and i've been like okay i'm able to appreciate it for what it is and and you know with knowing that they're, they're kind of starting over in a way and people i feel like a lot of people haven't grasp that which is that phase four and five have been on a mission to kind of start fresh and rebuild and it's it's not just like all oh, continuation of phase three it's like no it's starting like a new saga and that's what phase one was like back in the day right it was starting fresh building individual people until they all come together they're doing that again and people out there haven't grasped that idea that yeah they're introducing new people that aren't going to get together yet and it's we're, we're going to get to that in a few years but I, don't, I think people out there didn't respond well to this whole reset in a way um, but I'm still, I'm still enjoying the MCU. It's like, it is what it is. You know, there's definitely some weaker projects in there, but, uh, I, I'm in it for the fun. You know, it's, it's nice to, uh, go see a movie or, or binge watch a Disney plus show after a long week of, of grinding cod and, and ripping your hair out with, with questionable reports. <laughs> You're just like, Hey man, sit down and watch the boys or watch this or whatever the, you know, I, I enjoy stuff like that after a long week. Um, so <laughs> it, it is what it is with that one. But, um, also some side notes right before we end. Uh, forgot to bring this up. There's a classic mini map in Gun Game. 
um, in case you didn't know that, Jordan. So if, if they tell yeah, us that it's I, a bug, that tell us that's a bug that the minimap was working at, at launch. Uh, <laughs> I don't know about that one. Gun game has it. Gun game has it fully functioning. <laughs> it comes back to the changing stuff for the sake of changing it that I feel like a lot of this game is. But yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, I don't what, remember. What, what can I do? <laughs> I don't remember asking you. Did you get up on stage during at COD Next when they were doing the squad up segment? Did you get up to, like, take part in that? I was in it, but I was on the edge, and so, like, I was barely doing it. That, that, Got it. I'm not that outgoing in that sense to where, like, I'm going to absolutely be like, I need to be front row in this marketing. Yeah, me either. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, like, that's, I'm just too awkward for that, man. Like, I... I feel the same way. Yeah. I feel, that's not I, me. <laughs> I, I feel, yeah, I feel the same way, but I, I brought that up because ironically, Charlie Intel was tweeting about it yesterday that our segment at next got cut from that video anyway. So if we, I actually got up in the middle of a Warzone match to do that and I died from the storm. I'm like, I didn't have to do that, but I am like, oh, might as well, right? Get on stage. And then it's like, oh, that, <laughs> they cut that part out of the production. I'm like, I didn't have to uh, leave that game of Warzone too. I could have played an extra game while we were there, but um, no, that was, that was fun, man. It was great having dinner with you guys and, and, um cotton next the only thing that yeah. i was not salty about but i was like oh come on like seriously was that i did i did multiple interviews through that entire Same. process and none of them aired yeah none of them. i yeah the only, one, the only one that i couldn't do uh was the mountain dew one and that was the one that like seemed to be broadcast everywhere <laughs> That happened too. I walked in and I had a chance to do it, but we were kind of like, if so much was happening, I was like, oh, I'll come back to do it. By the time I was going to go back to do it, they already had left. And then all the other ones I did as well did not, didn't air, unfortunately, but it's okay. I mean, they couldn't get to everybody, but stuff like that was really cool, man. It was such an event, such an experience. I mean, um, I had a great time. I'm sure you did as well. That was, uh, that was cool. Yeah, it was, fun. That was, it was that nice was to fun. travel again after two years of not being able to, because like, right, I mean, that right. was something that we did regularly back before COVID and then just right. haven't been able to. So right. it, was, it was definitely nice. Yeah, definitely a breath of fresh air. But with that being said, thank you again for your time today. It was a great discussion uh-huh. talking about a lot of different Happy things. Happy to be here. Really, really, uh, really love doing stuff like this, man. But yeah, wishing you all the best with the rest of Mono Warfare 2's cycle and beyond. And if you need, I mean, I haven't hopped in the rank either. So if you guys, if you need a squad or anything, I'm down to give that a shot. I haven't played rank yet or DMZ for Jordan and I are DMZ I fanatics. Up, I might take you up on DMZ because my yeah. squad seems to be more now involved into Warzone, And I'm just like, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I've played BR. I've gotten my, my kills. Yeah. Yeah. I got my, I got my seven good matches of B-roll for the week. I'm, you know, for battle royale <laughs> resurgence. So yeah, definitely. <laughs> I, I love hopping on DMZ. I know Fajardi's a fanatic to it. He plays more than me, but uh, yeah, definitely. If you want to get those cases or just, you know, hang around a Sheikah, always open to that. Um, Definitely one, open. Or yeah, that's open as of today. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, we have a couple days to play that. Yeah, so uh, I want to try. I want to try hacking the uh, the Wilson. So I might hop in and do that. That is a thing. Yeah, that's a thing that nobody's really talked about that much. It's something that yeah, I guess everyone missed last week. Yeah, I got a contract for it. So yeah, <laughs> faction mission. I gotta go do it for sure, man. But uh, yeah, any last questions, comments, concerns from chat? Feel free to drop them in now. Thank you for all tuned in, Fajari. Anything that we missed? I think we. We tackled all that pretty well. I don't think we missed anything. Yeah, I think that's, um, that's pretty much. Yeah, it. all we didn't really get into was the Microsoft deal, but that's a whole other discussion for a different time. That's that's a, that's, that's a mess. So of, boring. It, it, it's a very like interesting topic, like oh Nintendo, whatever. But it's just kind of like eh, I feel like a lot of people don't care, and it's kind of overwhelming. We talk about it for like two years, and nothing's happened. Um, <laughs> but there's there's that. Um, but yeah, with that being said, uh, thank you all for tuning in, and we will catch you guys in the next one. Peace out, everybody. Goodbye. Yep. Thanks.